everybody, welcome to another MCU episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elverton, and I forgot to look up quotes. Who's with me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say you're like an antelope and headlights. It's Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> and let the challenge begin. Bill Tucker. Right. Those are good. I, I meant to write down something that I realized I never did. I'm like, oh, I'll look it up before the show. And I'm like, hmm, that ship sailed. <laughs> so, well with it. so, Bill, first we, oh, I should say first we, we are covering the MC movie Black Panther. I think number 18. Yep. Yeah. And this came out in 2018. 18. So, you know, like four or five years ago. So it feels like at this point in 20 in 2021. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, directed by Ryan Coogler. Starring Chadwick Boseman. Or Duly Ugh. Departed. Yeah, yeah and it, it hits. It really does. It really does. Man, it's he, he, we're going to obviously talk a lot about it, but he is exceptionally good. I mean, all the performances, I think, are, are, are really good. But man, it's just a shame. And, and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with Black Panther 2, because that is now officially a thing, if I remember reading that. Yeah, it, it's coming. It's yeah. I just, so I hope they just don't. I hope they just pick another actor who looks similar, and they don't do a weird like you know fake face, you know, pl- you know whatever they call it, you know, like the computer generated actor. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't do that. Let's They're not do that. I'm sure they won't. But you know, just reminding I, them in case they get the bug. You know, like hey, no, don't do I it. I feel like I thought they're going to recast him. Supposedly they said they well they said they are not recasting him for this movie. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, you know, pe- people wanted Shuri's actress to take over, and she said that it just wouldn't feel right doing one without him. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Um, the director he uh, he did uh, Creed, which is I've never seen it, but I hear it's pretty fantastic. And also Fruitvale Station, which is another another one I didn't see but was well received. So another example of a indie director, low key director, getting picked for a Marvel movie. That's all they do. Yeah, hmm. they do that a lot. <laughs> we're noticing that we've been doing this. Yeah, I, I I like that though. You know, get some fresh voices, fresh perspectives. This movie has a very fresh perspective. Just to get it out of the way, and I, we've been talking a bit about this over the last week. And Michael very astutely kind of said, "We are not like as three middle-aged white guys, like <laughs> not prepared to talk about you know the struggles of black people in uh, society and our culture." So all I'm going to do is obviously we have to mention it, how this is an important movie, right? It's extremely important. It's a game changer for DMCU. It's a game changer for, um, for action movies and movies in general. And uh, I, but I'm not prepared to really dive into the socioeconomic, um, you know, reasons why this is so important. I am for a few parts. I can, I can speak on when we get there in the movie because of, I, I know history. So at least I can speak, I will speak from a historical point of view. Like some cool. of the stuff they say, if there's facts that completely balance it. So yes, I haven't experienced it, but at least I can speak to. Sure. Uh, it, ain't, it ain't bullshit. I can say that part at least. Right. I, I mean, I'm going to stick to the technical merits of this because it is technically great. You know, there's no, there's not a lot of blemishes in this movie. But yeah, I just want to put the, the pre- preface out there because there is so much importance tied up with this movie and rightfully so, as it should be. This is this kind of movie has been a long time coming and should have come years and years and years ago. And thankfully, Mr. Kugler made, created a a great movie to to send this off to kick this kind of um, diversity off and and this representation off. Yeah, no, I I this is my third time seeing the movie. I also want to put that out there too. Yeah, this is my first. So I just missed it in theaters. I, my kid was I think like well 2018. He was like two, and I had, I had stopped seeing movies every week, and uh, I forget why I skipped it, but just fell under the radar for some weird reason. So this is my first time. Fresh eyes. Okay. What about you, Michael? 
we saw, I think from Ragnarok on, we saw all of them in theaters, I think just once. So we definitely saw this. I don't think I had seen it since before last night, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. And I will be trying to look at it from a superhero movie perspective and not anything I'm not qualified to talk about. <laughs> we, we, none of us are qualified to really talk about anything, right? We kinda, I guess <laughs> that's, that's why we do a podcast. That's kind of the charm of it, I guess, really. Uh, you're not wrong. That's why it's we do the internet. Everyone knows what they're talking about on the internet. Exactly. We're all so opinionated and all our opinions are right. So there you go. <laughs> Some of my opinions are right. Like they're right not being a good movie. That is a right opinion. Uh, <laughs> evidently. Evidently. I look. Yeah. Evidently. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I'm excited for people to hear that one. Me too. <laughs> me too. I mean, really. I forget. Someone's like, I can't wait to hear that. I'm like, well, you got a few months. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The reaction will be interesting on, on that one. <laughs> hey, people listen to the MCU stuff. So, hey, that's good. I'm still, by the way, just side note, I am really happy Sin City is doing well for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> very happy. That's <laughs> the time of this recording. What's that? 110 is the time of this recording. I uh, see. There you go. Nice. So it's it did better than I think anything else has recently. <laughs> That's great. So. At least I have your word that even if it does a thousand downloads, we're not doing. Oh, we're not doing Name to Kill. Never. No. 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 Even Cody, when he was on Metal Gear Solid Three, he's like, "Yeah, don't do a Name to Kill," and I'm like, "We're okay." Yeah. I, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. 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 <laughs> the Spirit, I do want to do just because of Scarlett Joe, but we'll no. see. I don't Listen. think it's going to happen. We should just do her entire uh, filmography. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> We start with Home Alone 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do uh, Under the Skin, which is a, a very creepy movie that you guys may not like. Well, actually, no. It does no, not sound like something I want to watch. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very, very good. Yeah, we'll do Her, which I think she plays the voice of the OS in Her. I've heard of that. I think we've talked about that. We brought that up on here before. That's yes. great. That's she's great. She's an eight-legged freak also. And she's really young. It okay. also sounds like something I don't want to watch. It's about that would be, you do realize that would be that. That would be like a two week, two year process. Another two years. She's been in so much stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it. I'm just. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> a little. I have too many other movies I want to cover, but we'll see. Hey, we'll cover we'll, Black Widow someday if that ever comes out. Yeah, we'll loop, loop right back around to the MCU movies. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I actually, I mean, at the time of recording, since I made that comment, this is February, so hopefully Black Widow came out by the time you hear this, or right around the time you hear this is coming out, supposedly in May. Supposedly, uh, it was sure. Sp- supposed to be out in February last year, so we'll see. Yeah, I, fuck it, Disney Plus. I wish they just released on Disney Plus. Charge me to thirty bucks. I'll pay it just to see the damn movie. Like, mm-hmm. get it out. Yeah, I, I have opinions. I don't want to. I don't want to derail the show too much. But movie theaters need to come back. They're yeah. vitally important to the art. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just I know people who have kind of said, you know, it's kind of cool. I have to go to movies. I have to leave my house. <sighs> don't don't get me started. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're, we'll keep this down to like really quick and get into the episode. But like I, I in my job, I've been around people ever since this whole thing started. So I'm just like, as long as people wearing masks, I'm comfortable. It's when you take off your mask. I'm like, eh, 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 back up. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's uh, like a lot of people wear masks. We keep our distance. We're relatively safe, like, you know. Safe enough that I can go to work every day for a year of this pandemic. So, the ver- the, my only comment, then we'll get into the movie, is that movies are a communal experience. And as human beings, we are, for lack of a better word, designed to be in community, to be together, to be in groups. We are designed to be that way. I know people are antisocial and they have social anxiety, totally different story. But we are meant to be in groups, and movies as a communal experience is great. If I saw Ragnarok in 
pe- with people, I probably would have liked it a lot more um, as opposed to in my living room with my wife who hated it. So <laughs> uh, it's just a different experience. So movie theaters need to come back. I would be heart crestfallen if they if they went away. I saw it in theaters and I still hated it. So <laughs> make, <laughs> make with that what you will. Fair enough. Fair enough. You just you're just wrong. It's okay. You can be wrong sometimes. <laughs> you're mostly good apparently. <laughs> All right. So let's start with Black Panther. It only took us eight minutes to get here, or ten <laughs> minutes. Uh, it happens. It's been a little while since we talked. So this movie, I thought, also very interesting. The way it starts off, it starts off, which reminded me of a movie I can barely remember, Thor: Dark World, where it starts off with you just having like the meteor falls. It talks about the background of Wakanda <laughs> and how they start and the different tribes that came together. And I like that that it gives you all the story dump. Very quickly, it doesn't waste any time doing it. You just get it. You know, it's entertaining with the cool graphics that they have, and you're right into what's happening. I thought you were going to say it reminds you of the Super Mario Brothers movie because it starts in the same way with the meteor falling. I have no <laughs> recollection of that movie. Oh, it's the way to keep it. Well, it and has it, going to be on the show someday, but <laughs> and it kind of sort of opens like Armageddon, you know, which which actually Armageddon things bad happen, but you know, it, it destroys the dinosaurs, but similar Never thing. Great opening. Yeah, this is good. I, I I like this approach to exposition. You know, obviously this movie has a lot to do in very little time. It understands that the characters are really more important than where the magic substance comes from. So it just, like you said, Mike, it just dumps it all in there. Thing went kaboom. We have a thing called vibranium. Yay. And uh, they built this society around it. We got vibranium and magic flowers. Yeah, where do the magic flowers come from? But who cares? They're magic they flowers. They don't matter anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I should say there will be spoilers for Black of Panther because that's what we do. Yeah. We'll be spoiling it. So um, you're going scene by scene. So yeah, no, great open. Yeah, I really this like would it. would be a weird place to jump into our MCU series. Yeah, there's Black Panther. Listen to that one. Not the first 17. Hey, somebody <laughs> probably does. Though I'm at sure this one, I would imagine I wouldn't want to go back and listen to the old episodes either. So I do on occasion, but they're uh, yeah, it's a, a nice evolution. But yeah, if you if you're jumping in here, there are going to be we will be spoiling um, literally everything. So I just always try to put it out there because there was somebody once who got very upset that I spoiled Final Fantasy four in 2020. So I always got to bring up that joke ever since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a there, there is a time limit. So then the then the game the, the game then the movie jumps to 1992 <laughs> Oakland, which I think is also interesting. I didn't know this, but I guess Ryan Coogler is also from Oakland, California. Okay, so that's partly why this movie takes place in Oakland. Not to mention another thing that I didn't know, but the when the Black Panther political organization was founded was also in Oakland. Hmm. Yeah, and he he is he is in Oakland. So yeah. So I thought that's a, a very good reference to all that, kind of how it connects it. And he makes it, and I guess he makes it fit in all his movies, like Fruitville Station and Creed all have to do with Oakland. Huh. Just to put that out there. Yeah, that's neat. It's like John Hughes in that city in Indiana where all of his movies take place. Or Illinois. Something like that. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> oh, yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of directors also pick, let's be honest, they pick movies, pick locations based on cost. Um, you'll notice a lot of movies are shot in Georgia. Uh, Georgia gives insane incentives to filmmakers to shoot there. So he'll see a lot of made in Georgia little uh, things on the end of the credits in a movie. So because we talked a a little bit about that during uh, Ghostbusters, how you said it was just insane to film in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So people don't. And if you just need a suburb. I, I like um, a suburb in Georgia looks like any suburb around the world or world country. So it's they very generic locations um, like city in Georgia just could be city, the city of city. <laughs> That's really it. So there's other there's other cities that do the exact same thing for, for that yeah. reason. 
I see a lot of stuff in Vancouver too, so they must be. Yep. 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 Yeah, there's a lot of tax breaks there too. Yep. Like oh, the reason why we never got a second season of Swamp Thing and why it got canceled before the first season even came out is because they didn't get their tax break they were supposed to get. So they just scrapped production, said "screw you," and they just canceled the show because they were angry. <laughs> oh no! no That's why Swamp there's no thing. second season. Of Swamp Thing. <laughs> it's just a little fact that it seemed like a perfect spot and the only spot to put it in here, so I put it in when here. Will, when will you ever share that again? Um, yeah, when we uh, cover when, Swamp Thing. Yeah, the just show. when we do the, the Swamp oh. Thing episode. Good lord, <laughs> I've never seen a swamp. Anything, I haven't so. either, but it, it's been tempting. Is it trauma Swamp Thing? Like, no, it's not terrible. Okay, it's not intentionally bad. Okay, it's DC stuff. It just it's supposed to be. It's there's it only had one season. Supposed to be decent. I we'll see someday. We'll see maybe. Because I am super down for trauma, <laughs> trauma Swamp Thing. <laughs> All right, so so it takes place in 1992. It jumps to there, and you have Black Panther shows up. Well, not the Black Panther that we know, but it, it shows well, first shows some guy there. He's talking with some other guy, and they got you're, guns, and I'm like, you're okay. You're skipping a very important thing. When it panned across the apartment, did everyone see the Super Nintendo? No, I didn't catch I, that. Well, they have lots of... No, I did catch that, actually. Yes, thanks for reminding. They have lots of neat little touches that center this to 1992. Mm-hmm. Like all um, the cars with the wood paneling in the parking lot. Yeah, well, the wood paneling. Also, when the kids are playing basketball, which becomes important later on, when the kids are playing basketball... They're doing the thing where if they go for a shot, they yell a player's name like Penny Hardaway. <laughs> and obviously those are all like late, you know, early 90s players, right? He didn't, they didn't say LeBron. They said Penny Hardaway or, you know, something like that. Um, so lots of neat little touches to cement this as, a, as, ni- as the early 90s. I wouldn't have caught those unless they said Jordan. Right, yeah. Well, I guess they were trying to be a little more. A little more no, I mean, I, thought, I think it's cool, but I just yeah. I didn't even catch that at all. Yeah. That's all. So yeah, we, we meet. Uh, so we have our two friends there, the two guys that we don't know yet. They're um, planning something. Clearly, they're planning something no good. And uh, <laughs> I, I like that. They have the guns on the table and stuff. And I thought that was interesting. They hear that knock on the door and they know. Ex- and the one guy who, of course, we learn you know, later is it's Wakandan. He knows exactly who that is <laughs> from the minute he hears donk, donk. And yeah, you will not walk. They will not knock twice. Just open the damn door. <laughs> I like when he looks at the door. I forget what he said, but he's like, there's like these two. What, how, Grace Jones. <laughs> what is the Grace Jones reference? I didn't get it either. I think she's a musical artist. Maybe. I have no idea. I didn't okay, get the I reference. I, I have the power of the world in front of me, but I just. Oh, she's a Jamaican model, singer, songwriter, record producer. Okay. What yeah. did she sing? I'm curious now. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I don't know. I got nothing. She looks like Money Penny from the Bond movies, and I think it, I'm trying to think it might be Money Penny, but I, I can't find out. Anyway, yeah, there's your not, not <laughs> Money Penny. No, what the hell? Mayday, Mayday. Oh my God, it's Mayday, right? Anybody? That sounds familiar. From what? From James Bond? It's, from James I, Bond, yeah. Yeah, Money Penny is is correct. Oh, there is a Mayday character. Oh, I don't know. They all they all just mush together. They, uh, there's no for me. I'm trying to find out, but it's not. Yeah, she's made it. Okay, I had to make sure I had that right. People are very concerned. Oh, it's gonna be a long <laughs> <up>. <laughs> All right, so they, they have that stupid joke. Well, not that stupid, but it, yeah, they have that joke, and then she, and then they, sh- and then they come in, and I, I, I like that initial like when the Black Panther shows up, you know, his father, and you get to see him, which you don't really realize. Maybe it's a very questionable choice. <laughs> very shortly in this movie that you don't find out till way later, but he comes in, he talks to his brother. And then is this when he reveals that the other guy was a spy for him the whole time? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 They pull down their their lips. Their high, yeah, the high tech lip tattoos. Yeah, everything's so high tech. We'll talk about the tech. The I, tech in this movie is so good. I thought Man. at first they were only you could only tell 
with that tattoo if you had Vibramian nearby to make it light up. But that doesn't seem to be the case later in the movie. So that's what I thought at first. Like, if you normally did it, nobody would notice. But you had a Vibramian thing nearby, it would then make the tattoo light up. But then they have, like, well, I guess all their spears and such have tat- have uh, Vibranium as well as the weapons. Because that's that's what he, we find out that's what he's hoarding to uh, Yes, but there's sell. a scene later on where there is no Vibramium nearby, I think. And he just shows it off. Sure. So huh. that's why. But it doesn't. It neither yeah. nor that. So yeah, Black Black Panther appears. It's his dad. They embrace. They kind of give themselves a good uh, embrace. And we uh, yeah, we also find out that his friend is a Wakandan spy who's been spying on him the whole time. Heartbreaking though, too, in a sense. Like this guy, like is his like you know his friend, his brother, and he's he's like, hey, I, I'm I'm not I'm not who you think I am. <laughs> I don't know. I, I so and when they so when they actually take him. So when Dad Panther. Oh, it's called Dad Panther. <laughs> when Dad Panther arrives to take his son back to Wakanda, is that is he doing so to arrest him for stealing the vibranium? Or yes, make- and because he gave Claw because right. we, we heard about Major Ultron where Claw had stole from them. He gave Claw the details of how to get there, where it was when Claw stole it, and he killed people. So they're so he was going to bring him back to face trial essentially. Correct. So they leave in the ship, right? They leave. The the black basketball kids look at the uh, look at the ship leaving in jaw dropped wonder. I guess nobody else in town did, but I guess <laughs> everyone else was sleeping. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up because like we just see the lights that kind of float away. I wonder if this sparked some of the UFO sightings back in the day. Oh, that's interesting. Seeing Wakandan ships flying overhead, and like I saw a UFO. <laughs> that's cool. I, I like mean, that, that also yeah. could state to why it wouldn't have gone anywhere because if kids saw it, kids would you know be more apt to it or an adult. Oh, it's just a plane or it's just, who you know, you wouldn't be as interested Yeah, or you wouldn't. Nobody listen to you. People only care if it's breaking something. We <laughs> adults only care if it's messing with our property value. We don't. Other than that, it's like, oh, pff, I'm sure it's just a stars. Who cares? Weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weather, weather balloon. Yeah. All right. And Roswell. Oh, that's, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, because, yeah, we don't see what happens to him. We all of a sudden we just see Dad Panther leave and then it jumps back to the present time. But right before that, I do want to mention there's something different in the Disney Plus. Because we all watch this at Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention this, but go for it. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll do it then. Uh, when you see the, the, what the Marvel symbol like you see in every movie, I didn't notice right away. It's purple and mm-hmm. it's all just Chadwick Boseman. And I'm like, wait a second. And then my wife pointed out, well, yeah, they did a tribute to him. Like, And it, it made me smile. It, it, it hit a little bit. And I'm like, that's, that's. Mm-hmm. It didn't hurt as bad in this as it did in Civil War because it was just it was so fresh when we recorded that one. Yeah, it it still sucks. It definitely sucks. And it's uh, it was nice. And now I'm assuming that was done for the Disney Plus release. I'm sure. Yes, it's only in Disney Plus. It was updated in that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, that very nice. Nice and touching. It was very sweet. And um, yeah, stung a bit, stung a bit for sure. But yeah, sucks. (laughs) Most yes, actors' sucks. deaths don't bother me because, you know, it's part of life. But this one really, this one hurt, though. It was oh, too he's soon. He's so young. He was just so young. He was a vibrant actor. He was at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how much stuff he did before for Black Panther, but he was set to be Black Panther, right? A couple of movies at least. I'm sure a series at some point will come out. You know, who knows? But man, to be cut down like that and just, ugh, man, it's just. He's tough. only 43. God. <sighs> it's. Uh, it's hard. It's definitely the hardest for me in any, in any of the deaths that happened, like in 2020. Oh, yeah. I mean, for that's celebrities. for sure. So and let me check my notes again, because I don't. Re- OK, and he goes to the pres the president. And this part is interesting. Like this is your first little action scene where he's all he's in the ship with o- Okoyo. Okoya, how do you pronounce that? 
I don't know. I Michonne I from Walking real, Dead. Real trouble with these names. Yeah, it's Michonne from Walking Dead for those that watch that show a lot. Same actress, but she has no hair in this one. And she's talking, to, and, and I like the comment. She's like, "Don't freeze now." He's like, "I never freeze." And I, <laughs> I, I still, I just like the presentation of that because it's also bullshit. <laughs> like, it's pretty great. That scene, like where all they throw the little like beads or whatever the hell they are onto the jeeps and shut down all the jeeps because they're mm-hmm. trying to stop these slavers that are transporting people in some some area in Africa. They don't think they ever they don't ever say where I don't think they ever say where they're at. But they're Nigeria. transporting people. They're oh, in Nigeria. They say, okay. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's just such a cool part, like with a lot of action dropping down. The guy's trying to, you know, like looking for him. Now you have like the predator scene where they see him, and then he just takes him out. Like that's all I think it was Predator. That it reminded me of the whole scene. Reminded me a lot of the CGI Ninja Turtles movie where Leonardo's in a rainforest. <laughs> he stops, grunts like this, and takes him out too. It's very similar. Well, in theme. Yep. And it's a nice little action scene. We can see what Black Panther can do um, via via fighting. Uh, the little EMP balls are really neat. And that's what they are. They're little EMPs, which why they basically just shut down the cars, which is weird because they're all gasoline powered. I don't know how that would actually work, but eh, whatever. Shuts down the cars. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, wait, how is an EMP going to work against a gas powered vehicle? Like, I don't. The engine still runs. Doesn't need like battery. The battery, yeah, but I don't think that. Well, I guess it powers a spark plug. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> but anyway, it was just like funny. But again, Wakandan technology, you can hand wave nearly all of it because it's so freaking cool, man. It's it great. really is. God, so great. All this heck in this movie is just outstanding. But anyway, yeah, it's a nice little tech demo of what Black Panther could do. I had a hard time viewing it because I was watching it in a well lit room. Mm-hmm. It was really dark, which is cool because it's kind of showcasing again how stealthy he can be. I love the scene when the moment when they're shine, looking for him, they shine their lights and there he is just kind of chilling on a rock, <laughs> just kind of hanging out there. Almost a jump scare, kind of like a surprise moment. So I think that scene was intended to watch in a dark, dark theater. So because um, that would have been really cool, but still very neat to watch him doing his things and showcasing all the stuff he can do. I started watching the movie last night and didn't have any issues. And I finished it this morning and like the, even some of the later scenes, it was really hard to see it in the, the morning daylight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Probably the, the scene at the very end when they're by the tracks. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good use of darkness and, and, and light, you know, contrast. But again, yeah, that can be a little, a little challenging if you're just watching it during the day on your computer. I agree with that too. And the whole like, and the whole point why he's even you know trying to fight these slavers. Well, one he's trying to stop them, but you find out that his ex girlfriend is a spy who's on the who's in the truck, and he's his whole mission to, is to go get her so he can tell her that his father had passed away, and he wants her there when he becomes king. Mm-hmm. Which is it, it's cool. Like, and I, and, I, and then again you have the same joke where she where he frees when he's talking to her, and then when Michonne shows up, she's like, "Did he freeze?" He froze. I never freeze. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah, cute little joke. I love the introduction. Nakia, right? Nakia. Mm-hmm. Or Nakia? Yeah. So I love Nakia. Uh, Nakia because she is she is such a revolutionary. Like she just wants to save the world and and fight for the rights of those who can't fight for themselves. True hero. And and kind of how Chadwick Boseman has to be more stately and and kingly and more regal and royal, which I love about this character. He's very reserved. Like he never goes well. There's one point where he almost goes goes cray, but he, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a very yeah. nice dynamic. You know, he's the statesman, the diplomat. He has to be a king, you know, and he has a very kingly, regal air about him, which is an excellent approach to this character, which makes him completely different, even from Thor. Who's supposed to be a king? <laughs> He's a wisecracking goofball now, so mm-hmm. that's what he is. So it's nice Oof. to have somebody have that kind of ground to 
Yeah, this is something kind of it's more serious in tone. Yeah, well, he's got to be a polar opposite to the other person that takes the throne later, too. Yep. And also, during that slaving slavery scene, there's one part where there's almost one guy he kills, and, and Nakia stops. Like, he's just a boy. He's a he's a he's a sl- he was captured too. I think that's very interesting to show that some of these people who are fighting, you know, who are these slavers are slaves themselves that just they were on the other end of it. Because, again, that happens in real life, too, you know, in many times where you have someone that conquers somebody and they then turn the people against their own and use them as soldiers. I mean, they're expendable soldiers to those people, but that's what they, you know, I like that they did something from real life to throw into this, which fit. Yeah. No, very cool. It happens. Pretty sure. And then. Then they just leave all these poor girls in the middle of the jungle. I know. <laughs> With all these all these cars that won't run. <laughs> I know. That was like kind of a weird thing. I was I was surprised they didn't like load them into the load them into like the, the ship and then kind of drop them off. Maybe the assumption it is they did. That, that theme of how they don't really want to get involved. Like they're like, you didn't see anything here. Mm-hmm. Like don't right. talk about it. Like they don't yeah. wanna they wanna help, but they don't really want to help. That's the whole like theme of this movie that they're just they're there, they have this ability, but they're going to stay hidden because they don't want to get involved with what's going on in the world. Yeah, they want to help, but they don't want they like they want to help, but they don't want they want to protect themselves first and foremost. Yeah, that's what's more important, which, again, is the whole theme of the movie. And I think it does it well. Mm-hmm. And the whole like when they get in the plane, you see the ship heading to Wakanda and then you see first you see them driving over like the farming fields heading to the forest. And, and I think someone's like, I love this part. Someone says, and then it, they go through the force and you see the giant city of Wakanda, all the technology ships flying around. It is, it's a really cool CG thing. It's so bizarre to see people on the horseback running. And then this giant space age ship flying alongside them. It's like this weird dueling themes. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's gorgeous. What a breathtaking entrance. It reminds me a lot of Asgard, you know, but just kind of that majesty of approach. But even this was even more so because you had that intersection, kind of the old ancient ways of doing things, um, which you're going to see obviously a lot of in this movie and this new technology that's only enhancing what they can do. Um, almost a magic MacGuffin that they can do literally anything, um, with this stuff, but it's so cool and visually, Excellent. They, even, my wife pointed out, do they have, do they have like thatch roofs on their sky skyscra- skyscrapers? Did I just miss that or look at it, it weird? It looked like some kind of old old tech. Yeah, like even though there's, there's one moment when the when the camera is panning by or you know screaming by a uh, a building and there's an outcropping on the building and I swear it looked like a thatch roof, which that's a little inefficient, y'all. Unless you're just in the process <laughs> of building it and like you need something to cover it. You're like, well, our ancestors. Know how to cover stuff really well with thatch roofs. Maybe we're still still working on it. And I think there were moments in there where you can tell they are still building this society. So it's not all all 100 in place yet. It's like they're upgrading the old the old stuff. Yeah. Well, we had this thatch skyscraper that we uh, that's been around there for a while. It's getting a little condemned. It's getting a little uh, moldy. <laughs> so let's uh, let's replace it with a vibramian tower of power and wealth. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. Again, a hand wave that it was just a little strange, like. There's that was on that skyscraper. I, now I'm talking through it. I think maybe it's just because they're working on it. Okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention though. I might be wrong. I might have just like you know, had a mental blackout for a second and then said, "Oh, hey," you know, or imagined it. If I trusted Disney Plus, my internet would load it up and look right now while we're talking. <laughs> but I don't trust either. Not happening. The, the the city is so it really is breathtaking to see. I mean, I know it's all CG, but CGI, but still, it, I, I was I was impressed. I like it more than Asgard. I think in Thor Ragnarok, I think this looks cooler. Mm-hmm. And it survives till the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And then you have the whole family scene where you get introduced to Shuri, you get introduced to his mother. This is, I love the way that these characters play off each other throughout the movie whenever they meet. Like, it's very, it's very believable. And I thought they did a very good job with the interaction. Mm -hmm. Shuri's the best. Shuri rules. I love Shuri. She's so fun. Uh, she's so, she is in a welcome injection of comedy and humor. She's such a sister. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's really great. Yeah, she's phenomenal. And que- uh, as the queen, Angela Bassett shows up as the queen, which is very cool. I expect to see her in this one. I think, <clears throat> she, I think she's in one of the... God, I can't think of it. All of a sudden, the show, uh, American Horror Story. I think she's in the third season, unless there's someone else I'm confusing her with. Got uh, nothing for you. Okay. I don't know. I thought maybe Bill would have something for me. I was as I started. No, that, she's uh, she's most known for um oh what she's uh, oh she's known for um God, God, I can try to look it up. Oh, what's what's love got to do with it? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was she was uh, nominated for a couple of Golden Globes and such. She was also Malcolm X and a bunch of other stuff that um, we will not wait not not burn time on. But she's a well known actress. It's cool to see her. It's uh, it was nice to see her in there. Yeah, she does a she does a really good job too. Oh, great! Yeah, she plays. She balances mom and queen so nicely. It's a really nuanced role. Really good. <laughs> like when T'Challa and Shuri are bantering back and forth and Shuri flips him off and the queen doesn't have to turn around. She knows like, Shuri, sorry. <laughs> Such a mom. Such a mom thing. Love it. Eyes in the back of her head. Okay. And I was right. She was an American Horror Story. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, see I answered my own question that I did not need to, but I wanted to. Very good. It doesn't matter. I just I was watching that at one point, then I stopped because that show terrified me. Don't ever watch it, Mike. You will be very upset. No, no thanks. <laughs> it's not a bad, but woo, is it tough? All right, and then and then this one, the movie cuts to I think is one of its really. Uh, this scene is powerful to me when it goes to London and you have Killmonger, which you don't know, but Michael B. Jordan who plays Killmonger in this movie, the villain, and he's he's in the museum, and I and I don't remember why. They have like an expert come, like you know, he asked for the expert, or the expert just happened to be there. But I, I, to me, I felt like I'm like okay, and I was part of the movie. But I was like, why would the expert even talk to anybody who comes in the museum? So hey, I want to talk to an expert about it. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. I mean, again, I'm nitpicking a little bit, a little gloaty, a little gloaty. Like kind of, it's also telling the audience, you know, kind of giving us a little bit of the of the theming of you know, like a. Uh, white imperialism and kind of, Hey, you you stole this from us, you know, kind of rubbing in her face a little bit, making her purposely uncomfortable. Like, well, I mean, I, I I love black people. I promise. I just, I didn't steal it. You know, that whole thing. So powerful scene. And then he, he I forget what he said. He's something that makes her uncomfortable and starts to call for security. He's like, you know, we're so worried about we're taking, we don't even think about what's going inside our body. And she looks at the coffee she's drinking. That's when she faints. And I like how he's like, get a doctor over here, somebody. <laughs> like, you're the one that poisoned her. Uh-huh. Well, that's to get all the security people around her so Claw could easily dispatch them. I I could have done with more of this scene because it's just, I really enjoy it when Claw shows up and you just see Andy Serkis just smiling his smile. She is freaking weird in this movie. Like, I don't know what happened between, I guess getting your arm cut off will kind of do that to you. But between Age of Ultron and this movie, he's gone off the deep end a little bit. Maybe he just found his precious too much time with his precious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not know this was Andy Circus until the credits. And then I just saw Andy Circus credited. And I'm like, who did he play? I didn't see an animated character in this movie. What? <laughs> what, what, what? Was he the rhino? Like, I, why? Where is he? And then I didn't realize that he actually can act outside <laughs> of a mocap suit. So I had no idea. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And evidently he's done other things outside the suit, which is also equally cool. He's a good actor. Man. He is a good actor. I I had a I almost didn't like this character. I liken him 
I like you as you guys know through the series. I like villains with nuance and substance, and with just yeah, nuance, substance, good motivations. I just want money. I just want power. Isn't a strong motivation mm-hmm. for me. I just don't dig that. But I liken him to Kefka in Final Fantasy VI in that he is good because he's so gleefully in love with being bad. He is having so much fun just being evil that it's really hard to dislike him, although I don't think the character itself is very good. Um, it is fun, fun just watching him tear tear shit up with his arm cannon, with his Mega Man cannons and his <laughs> all that sort of thing. It's pretty – he's pretty great uh, because, again, there's just a joy – uh, which is good about Kefka. Kefka's not a balanced villain at all. She, he, he just wants mm-hmm. to destroy the world. This but... should be a three-hour podcast if I go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, well, okay. But he a four-hour podcast, I should say. He doesn't have any new one. He doesn't. I mean, I, I don't know how you can argue that. But he, uh, you never get any real backstory, but he just wants power. And he will do anything to get it. And he laughs hysterically like a maniac. And like, you know what? That's fun. I, I love it. So. You can go. Just don't tell anyone. <laughs> he shoots the guy in the back of the head. Oh, yeah, no. Well, you what saw that coming. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. We saw, <laughs> shoots him in the head. Yeah. yeah good shot. And he's like, we got to make it look we're amateurs. Spread out the crime scene. And then they just <laughs> load up Michael B. Jordan on the gurney and walk out and load him into the van. Like, it, it is it's, it's now, cool. And I kept I, thinking, like, when his girlfriend is working at the, at the little coffee shop, she's like, I'm going to go on break right when everything's happening. I want to be like, <laughs> how long did she work there all preparing for this heist? That's what, I'm, that's what I was thinking. I know. Of, like, that's a very good question. She was just like, this is my first week, you know. Maybe you know, I, I could see someone getting a job at like Starbucks or whatever, you know. I'm sure like was, people who commit like big, big heist stuff, they do stuff like that. They just have fake names, fake social security yeah. cards, everything. But the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. I think it's also quick question. Michael B. Jordan grabs a mask as yes. he's leaving. And he and, you know, his comment is like, he's like, what does that have vibranium in it? And he's like, no, I, I just like it. It's just cool. Is that reference to the comics at all? Yes, that's something to do with some mask he wore at some point in the comic. Because he puts it on pretty prominently, like he's staring at the camera and then puts it on. And I'm like, this has to be a note for the comic book fans that this is Killmonger. Like, this has to be a Killmonger thing. Yeah, it's 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 from the comics. That's they okay. took a comic mask and put it on here, but they had to do something with it. And the whole point why they're in this heist is they're stealing a vibranium weapon that has been in a museum. Yep, as they do, as he does. That's his thing. No, Killmonger is a villain I never had heard of until this movie. Yeah, me too. Me too. Question, so. though, is this the best superhero movie that Michael B. Jordan is in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, For those who don't know, he was Johnny Storm in the terrible Fantastic Four 2015 movie. They might That's know. You, right. I, can, I can arrange them to know. Oh, <laughs> Someday I never we'll, we'll do all the Fantastic Four movies. I've hey, seen he's in uh, Chronicle. Chronicle's a pretty good film, though. Uh, yeah, okay. I saw it once. I remember it being good, but that was a while ago. So I, I can't help you. I don't remember well enough. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up Fantastic Four because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen it, but I know it's bad. And he was in Chronicle in 2012. Yeah, I didn't realize that was him in that. I don't even remember how that. I don't remember anything about that movie. And then I saw it. So, yeah. So back to that. But so they end up getting the heist. They leave. Claw escapes. And then it jump. And then it jumped back to to Black Panther and Wakanda, you have a, a whole scene where they're doing the ceremony because because his father had died, now he has to become king, but they don't just make him king. They have to go through a little ceremony where they end up, they're all coming to this waterfall, all the tribes gather, and they all start marching and wearing their you know ceremony costumes and things or 
outfit. I'm not sure what word I want to use here. And it's it's a very like all bright color. It's a really cool looking like the way everything looks. Everybody's you know marching, and you have the different. And then you have when he's you know because the whole point is they have a they're able to challenge the new king before he becomes king. And this is part of their, their ceremony, but pretty much every tribe's like, yep, he, he, his father was king. He's the son. He can be king. Like they're all, they're all, yep, yep. Make him king, make him king. Like he's all ready to go. And they also strip away his power before this happened, because that's part of the ceremony. You get your power stripped away. So when you fight someone, you're fighting someone the way you are, not with your power. It looks very unpleasant when he loses his powers. Yes, too. it does. Not it's great. Like very painful. It's not. It's not. He doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look pleasant when he loses, and doesn't look very, very pleasant when he gains his powers either. With the, no. with the other juice. So yeah, I, this is a really cool scene. Again, this movie is so good at size and scope. Like again, this giant waterfall and all the people in the village or the town or the society are chanting, and it has just this kinetic energy to it. Again, that's so unique in in the MCU. Ah, it's awesome. And then, of course, we have a a nice battle because one bunch of Johnny Come Lately show up. Hey, <laughs> hey, you, sh- you guys should have paid for a ticket and get a seat. But they come in and it's Mbaku yes. comes Ooh. in and says says nope. I want we want uh, we want to get represented here. Well, no, we want. Gotta, to- he says it's Challenge Day. <laughs> I know. Just like that too. It's Challenge Day. Yep, I love that. So uh, yeah, he's uh, she was challenged in the challenges. I shouldn't keep calling him Michael B. Jordan. That's not nice. Uh, he, he, I'm not. Dang it. Well, my brain's going. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Please cut that Mbaku? out. Mbaku? Chichala. Chichala. Thank you. I'm sorry. My brain is not working. I'm sure um, going this. Oh, I'm going to. He challenges him. He fights him. Big fight. They also changed. <laughs> they didn't call him Baku by his comic book name. Which was what? Man Ape. <laughs> but no. they do call him the gorilla so yeah they call him the gorilla but they they went away which is a good thing they, you know, it's kind of it's in the i want to say his first appearance is in the 60s it would have to be uh, yeah i almost bought it because when i was collecting a bunch of adventure comics this is before the black panther movie got announced i remember i saw it and i was like huh i should pick this up another first appearance and i didn't and then the black panther movie got announced and that was the end of that but <laughs> yeah it, it's 1969 avengers 62 I'm glad they didn't, that they, oh, like, yeah, some of these things are. Yeah, not. you can't do that. Come on. That's, no. Nah. Oh, my God. Wow. Was front, yeah. We sucked in the 60s. Jesus. <laughs> Man. All right. It's a cool cover, though. I, I, I really want this book, but not happening. <laughs> so, speaking of classic comics, when uh, T'Challa puts on that little helmet, it's definitely a throwback to his old costume. Which helmet? Uh, here during the challenge. He puts on the, the oh, yeah, okay. mask. My brain just cut it out what you were talking about at first for some reason. <laughs> just I just watched silence. this last night, too. <laughs> like, did I get it wrong? No, I don't think you did. I just wasn't paying attention, I guess. And then the other guy's wearing the the yeah, gorilla the, mask, which I, mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was pretty cool that they did that. And they and they fight with spear and shield. And he kind of almost kicks his ass, too. Almost wins. I mean, it's a classic hand-to-hand combat moment. The choreography's great. Again, all of the, the swinging and the, and the fighting is really just very kinetic and fun. I love a good hand-to-hand battle. A lot of variety, you know, one person's ahead, one person's behind. Um, but it gets to the point where uh, finally the Chala gets the upper hand on Boku and has him like a wrestling style chokehold. Basically says, hey, I can just toss you off of here. Just come on. And, and he actually even says, look, just yield. Just mm-hmm. just give up. Please don't make me throw you off of this. Your people need you. Yeah, your people need you. Please don't let me they make me do this. And of course, he surrenders. He taps out. And uh, we have the coronation right away. <laughs> I think it's like immediately they give him the 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 crown. Yeah, yeah. It's, they give him. The, they have him. Well, they don't do the potion right away. But yeah, but they make him right off the bat, right back to being king because there's no one else to challenge. That's it. That's it. He is officially the uh, 
The king. And then when you have like the healing ceremony where they take him, he drinks the, he goes to the cave, he drinks the potion, and then they bury him. And you, when, I couldn't be the only one, but every time I see that scene, I hear the music, and it goes to the, he goes the ancestral, the not ancestral, um, astral plane. All I could think of was Lion King every time. <laughs> I'm like, I was watching Simba? it last night. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to make a Lion King reference during this scene. <laughs> I will. Not I'll do it do for it. you. <laughs> yeah. My, I'm like, it's Lion. I was just thinking the Lion King. I was oh, going to try to sing the Lion King song, but I decided that might not oh, be. I mean, look, I can just do a little. <laughs> As you talk about this, if you like, I mean, I'm more than happy to pre- present that to the, to the team here. <laughs> it was, it's, I really like when he, he goes and he sees his dad and you can tell this is the first time he's seen his dad since he passed. And I believe that he's not hallucinating. I believe he's actually visiting the astral plane. I agree. Yes, I agree too. And I think that is just that's got to be so powerful because like, I mean, and also you can see like it, it, it hurts him. Like he doesn't, you know, of course, I mean, I, cause um, a year ago, my father-in-law passed away and I, you know, so I can understand like, I mean, he wasn't my father, but still it was someone that was very close to me. It's like, you know, that, that's gotta hit you really hard. You just lost someone and here you are able to talk to me, even though just for a few minutes, you get that time again. Like it, it's such a powerful scene. It's like the first Tomb Raider movie. It's all about that. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, the movie I remember being good, but John Voight is psycho. So. It's fine. It's a perfectly decent movie, the Tomb Raider, the first one. It's I don't like John Perfectly decent. It's, it's at all. Can't get too mad at it. It's, uh, yeah, no, this is, this is uh, again, I love the saturation. This movie, it looks beautiful when he enters that plane, and it's really that, if I remember correctly, it's like deep purples and all mm-hmm. sorts of just Oh, yeah. Very really, good with the color. Oh, the saturation is great. And I'll bring it up later. I, I don't know how the great place to put it. The costuming in this movie is outstanding. Standing, every costume looks incredible. I'm just the costuming is is phenomenal, and I think I just saw as I was panning through on Wikipedia, it was nominated for an Oscar for best costuming, and oh yes, it it as it should because it oh, is yeah. gorgeous. I think it won too. Did it win? I uh, think. Let's see. I could be wrong. I did. It was nominated for like seven Oscars, like including best picture that year. Oh man, that's right. Yeah, Very that's cool. A- it deserved it though. Like this was the first. This was, I think, the first Marvel movie to win an Oscar too. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, oh yeah, it won for best costume design and original score and production. Okay, so that yeah, well deserved. It, the costuming is phenomenal in this movie. So I don't know a better place to put it. So I'll put it here. Um, touching scene. Um, I do like the idea that he is actually visiting the astral plane as opposed to hallucinating. I just Me think too. it carries more weight. I think it's just. If, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to choose that because I like that much better. Yep. It definitely carries more weight. That's true. Yeah, and I'm just going to choose that explanation for myself. That's it. This is where I had a gripe with Disney Plus because it didn't automatically turn on subtitles when they speak not English. Well, you just got to be like me and have subtitles on all the time for every <sighs> single thing you watch and you don't have that problem. I, <laughs> I just saw them like, okay, I just thought it was just normal. I didn't even realize it was an issue. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. They're, they're, I'm not even trying to pretend to know what they were speaking, but... They started talking, and my wife's like, are there supposed to be subtitles here? <laughs> so I'd go into the menu and turn them on, oh, and then funny. they stop and go by. It even says in the subtitles in English, he says whatever. So he went in, turned them off, and then later on, I'd go in and turn them on. And the last time, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. It's funny. In games, subtitle, subtitles always on. In movies, subtitles always off. Unless it's a foreign film, of course, then subtitles, obviously. But yeah, games, subtitles on. That's it. Always. And... Uh, <laughs> Everything. Movies, no, I everything. Do have subtitles. Mario 2. 
Even that. Boom. <laughs> boing, boing, if I could boing. have subtitles in real life when people talk, I would have them. If they yeah, make it a place where I put my glasses and it will translate right what people are saying, but give me words underneath them, I will be the first one signing up for that. I would say that too. I'd be very down for that. Yes. I, Probably I not love, too far off from that. I read fat. I read fast in general, so I like it when I can read stuff because I, 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 I absorb it better and faster. So I'm just that's just how I do everything I in life. Makes sense. I can't remember stuff I hear, so I will purposely write down things, read it, throw away the piece of paper, and be set. Yeah, just to, and very quickly. Please take yeah, it away. <laughs> just <laughs> and very quickly, as during the scene, a lot of the context of this is, you know, the, is his father basically t- it's a lot pretty cliche. You're going to be king stuff, you know. I'm not ready, and his dad's like, "You are ready because you have a heart for the people, and you know, just do what's right." And I think he even says, "Tell the truth." Oh, surround the surround himself with people he trusts, um, which is again a big theme of this. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Probably won't bite him in the butt. Ah, that's fine. That's that's sure. That's that'll go swimmingly for him. And uh, he then wakes up from his stupor, choking sand up, which is just ugh, don't like that. Nope. Just, uh, nope, 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 not great. And then of course he is crowned officially the king. My wife brought up a good point when uh, he gets his powers back. She's like, "When did he originally get his powers? Because it would have been." He had him in Civil War, it seemed like. Yeah, he had him. Yeah, T'Chaka was still alive, so shouldn't T'Chaka have still been Black Panther? But he was old. Oh, yeah. That but... might have been it. Maybe because he was too old to do all that, they probably gave him the title of Black... Because Black Panther doesn't necessarily mean the king. I think right. Black Panther is the protector of Wakanda. So it doesn't have that so... family. Yeah, right, the protector of the family. So now we have a young king. Because people. each family has a different animal that represents that they're not found, but that tribe or something, I think. Yeah, tribe. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the apes are one, which is the one tribe that didn't join the others back in their history. And they don't really talk about the others, but I know rhinos are one of, of we find out, and I don't remember what the other ones are. Makes sense. I never read a Black Panther comic, so I can't speak to that. Just makes me think of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, where everyone's got a spirit animal inside them. I know you want to cover that movie. I like that movie more than I probably should. I, I well, remember or, liking it, but yeah, or the movie Coco, where um, everyone has a spirit animal um, that lives on the the other side. Uh, it's a very very good movie. Very sad. I, have, I haven't seen it yet because yeah, everyone says, "Oh, you're gonna cry." I'm like, "Well, then why? Would oh, yeah. I, why would I want to do that to myself? I don't need your help." <laughs> very very quick aside. You said talk about asides. I took maybe about six months ago. I took my son to his first movie. He's four. And I'm like, he likes a lot of the Disney stuff. So I'm like, let's go see Coco. Let's go see Coco. It was around Halloween. So we go to see Coco. And within 10 minutes, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, I don't want to see this. I want to go home. Daddy, I want to go home. I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's fine, you know. And I'm thinking, like, maybe he doesn't like the skeletons. Maybe it's like there's a lot of startling things in there. And about half an hour in, I realized, oh, no, this child needs to go home. So I'm like, all right, dude, let's just go. <laughs> so we, we leave. We, I pay the check. We leave. Boom. In the car, I'm like, well, so, Will, what bothered you about the movie? Was it the skeletons? Was it the scary dragon thing? He's like, I didn't like the way the family talked about the little boy because the family was mean. And I'm like, oh, no. You're a human. You're learning empathy. Like, what is this? I thought he'd be afraid of, like, the monsters and the skeletons. No, he he was really upset about how the family didn't want the boy to play his guitar. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's emotional depth I didn't expect from a four-year-old. Yeah, really? Where did you get that from? I'm a clod. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so Coco's great, though. It's, it's really great. 
Okay, I've never seen it. And I, I was a big fan of the scene that comes right after this when Black Panther, T'Challa, and Naki are walking in town, and he's just, he's just having that moment with her where he's talking about how she's like, okay, I'm going to leave again. He's trying to convince her not to. And I, I just felt it was a really powerful little scene of just them having that conversation and showing that relationship and how you know he still cares for her and everything, even though we don't know who the hell she is, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never met her before, but I, it makes you, like, you already start feeling for her, which I feel they do a good job of that, making you care for a character that you've never seen before. Yeah, and we see how their ideals differ, too, why the relationship didn't work out in the first place. Yep, just totally different ideals. She wants, you know, he she wants to use their power and powers, their technology to help the world. And he's like, we got to protect ourselves. And it's, yeah, like you said, Michael, there's different ideologies, completely different. And probably why it didn't work out in the first place. And then I wrote in my notes, you get rhinos. I think this is, I, okay, I don't remember this guy's name. I just call him Rhino Guy. I do not like this character. This <laughs> the guy that's in charge of the, of that tribe. I forget what they're called. Like the, they're the ones that you see that they're like on the border of the city that kind of protect it. I think they're called border guards or something. They carry sickles and they just, he's such an asshole in this movie. Yeah, like he his, is worse. Oh yeah, no, this yeah. is fine. But later, when he—that's what pissed me off. And he—he, they're—they're thinking the rhinos. They have rhinos that they train, and you first—you first get introduced to the rhinos. And this is when, but just to—he already starts the ideal how he—he he, he makes a comment early on how he thinks things are going to be different now that Chishala is king. And he also—I don't—I don't think mentioned, it, but he says something about like you can tell or you learn throughout the movie that he wants to have Wakanda do more than what they're doing. He wants them to get involved with other people's lives and help people, not just hide. Wakabi is this character's name. Rhino Man is his name. (laughs) I don't know. I just, he pisses me off in this. There's a part in this movie that really irritates me. We will get to that makes you just hate this character. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, he's, he's detestable. I mean, he is the, he becomes the new scourge from. Oh yeah. He's basically scourge. And uh, I like scourge. Oh, I did. He was. I, we already had that conversation for three hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I feel like for the last year and a half, I've said you're allowed to like things. So just you're allowed to like things. But boy, is he suck. Does he suck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's pretty detestable. You can tell he's kind of slimy. He really and he also at this point, I think, tells the child, like, I want you to go after Claw because Claw killed my father. I think it was. And. I want revenge. If you get him, bring him back. I want to finish him off. Like all oh, that. I didn't catch that part. Right? Am I wrong on that? You're probably not it's, wrong. I, it's he right definitely want here. revenge. What was that, Michael? It's right around this part. Yeah, really somewhere around part. here. But I didn't realize he killed his father or parents. That's why he wants revenge. I didn't catch that before. Yeah. Classic. The classic motivation. Dead. Dead parent. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very straightforward, simple one. It's an easy one to cement, but it. it He's, it's good because it works. That's why they use it. So yeah, he's yeah. You know, that's kind of where the child actually, I think, is that point. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll bring him back to justice. I won't just murder him myself. I'll let my my buddy here, my good bro, take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other good bros are dead, so you need good new good bros. True. That's very true. Yes. But Sif is still alive. Yeah, that's true. We get her in the next Thor movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hopefully so then they get the call. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they get the call about Claw from I'm just going to keep calling Michonne from Walking Dead and then they go to and, I, and this is the whole thing where they have this whole talk where, where we kind of were mentioning too where they're like hey I you know bring him here and then they get they kind of get set up to go on this mission and they well, get, yeah, the we, get the, we get the James doubles. Bond scene yes yeah thank you Take yeah I wrote I wrote down I'm like yeah I wrote down excuse me sorry but uh, his sister's basically his cue yeah, that's exactly what I have in uh-huh. mind. Yeah, it's yeah, the, the Q moment where you see all the cool tech, and I am always here for that. It's great. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
It's a really good scene, I think. They give him, he gets his uh, silent shoes from Final Fantasy VI. Or, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. The sprint shoes. His sprint shoes, yeah. That's right. He gets his old silent sprint shoes. Well, um, even before that, we get the what are those reference in 2018, which that was the thing that happened. Yep. I'm confused. Oh, where she says, uh, she's like, well, I have a question for you. What are those? And points at his shoes, which was a big meme, like. Yeah. <laughs> probably 2015-ish. Yeah, it's okay, already, that's why I didn't get that. It's a little aged, yeah. It's, yeah. Kinda, it's got a little moldy with time, but yeah, it's fine. You'd have to know that was a meme to, to kind of get that. I just I, It was just yeah. there, and I moved on. I didn't even yeah. pay any attention to it. But she makes up for it immediately after by, you know what I call these shoes? Sneakers. <laughs> that's so funny. I really do like <laughs> such a silly dad joke pun, but I was yep. very much so enjoying it. This whole exchange is great. I love their relationship. So mm-hmm. funny. So lighthearted. Yeah. In, in, inserted in the right places. I'm surprised it's, Solid Snake they didn't have, have They have good chemistry between each other, too. I'm surprised mm-hmm. Solid Snake didn't have any, uh, have any sneak shoes. Because that's, that's a, that is a Koja, Kona, uh, Kojima. <laughs> that is a Kojima uh, weapon or shoe. Man, I lost you uh, on that. I, he, he had a whole, uh, a whole stealth suit, though. So This is true. Yes, this is true. Yeah, they can't hear you in self camouflage. <laughs> they don't hear your footsteps. They don't hear your footsteps in some games. Whose footprints are these? I better go follow them in a circle. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, but everything with the gadgets is so cool. And then you just, when you get to suit for the first time, and in the old, she's like, "Oh, the old suit was you wore a whole suit, but now you just wear a necklace." And I, I think it's cool how they do it. He just wears a necklace with the vibranium, then mm-hmm. like extends the necklace and puts like I extends the outfit. Like it's it's a very cool way to do it. And I'm very a big fan of the purple. The purple and black combo that he has, and I think that really represents everything kind of about this movie. That the whole color scheme looks so good in this movie later on, and just yeah. in general, I think it's a really cool idea for Black Panther. And that first necklace he looks at is another callback to classic costume. Yeah, cool. She's I, like a hit, hit the hit the suit, <laughs> smacks it across the room. Not that hard. <laughs> totally leading him on, like totally tricking him, and then she pulls out her phone. <laughs> what's that for? Research. You're recording research. Research, um, <laughs> and you know what's going to happen as the audience going to be like, "Oh no, this is going on uh, Wakandan YouTube." So, yeah, no, it's pretty great. I also like the idea of the suit um, that it registers where hits are landing, which is a nice visual cue as to what what's happening in a battle. Too often, when when superhero movies, when people are fighting, you don't know what they're hitting. Yeah, you kind of do because they're exaggerated. But here you have a very clear visual representation of where damage is happening and where energy is being absorbed. Mm-hmm. And that's like a nice – for our brain as a, as a moviegoers, it's kind of like a, a meter, like a special meter in, in the Street Fighter. And you can see, oh man, <laughs> this suit's turning purple as shit. It's about to kick <laughs> off and boom, usually it does and it's great always. I like that kinetic absorption and redistribution. Reminds that's me of great. a – Harry Dresden and the Dresden Files has rings that do the same thing. It's very cool. Oh, okay. I've never, never seen that one. Yeah. Someone got that reference out there. Yep. There someone. High five. Person you got. Him. <laughs> All right. And then My, you go to Busan. This is a, this is another really interesting uh, action part. This whole, like what leads up. Cause though they find out Claw is going to be at a casino selling the vibrating that he stole, which is all pretty much all a setup. Everything is just set up for him to get Chachala. I'm pretty sure what they're up to. That's how I took it. No. So don't really know what's going on. Because he wasn't like com- yeah, surprised right. that T'Challa was there. Because the no. CIA is there too. Right. He was going to sell the vibranium to the CIA for diamonds. Right. And I think it was I think it was because when when uh, T'Challa sees uh, Ross, 
Agent Ross. Kind of like, hey, Bilbo Baggins. No, Bilbo his Baggins. name is Watson. He's Watson. That's how I. I his name is Watson. That's <laughs> that's where I. That's where I live. Um, when they see him, he. Uh, I think, and this was a little confusing for me too. Like, who was doing what, where, for what reason? Um, I believe he was there to sell Claw some diamonds on behalf of the CIA. You know, CIA wants these uh, weaponry. But it was all just an ambush. Like they, the goal was to ambush him in this casino and take him down. I think. And Chihuahua, uh, the child, the child is there to to get it to 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 for a different purpose. So it's just kind of happenstance that we had these two characters there. But the you know Claw is selling it to somebody, right? He's not putting it on the poker table and say, "Hey, free vibranium, pony <laughs> up your bets. Let's see whoever has the most money gets my stuff." But he was clearly selling it to somebody. So it's just kind of a coalesce of happenstance. Which um, is pretty cool, and it leads to a phenomenal one-shot action scene. And I'm pretty confident it is because at the halfway through, like, oh, I think this is all one shot, and a lot of it is. I didn't, ca- I didn't catch that either. I'm pretty confident. I- I'll-, I'll look you, it up. A lot of it is. You're the film guy out of us three. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of that scene is one shot. I don't know if it's the entire scene. Probably not, but a good portion is. That's impressive. Extremely impressive. Oh, Choreography required for that is nuts. We is also nuts. have to reference that there was a Stan Lee cameo where he puts a bet down, he wins the bet, he walks away, and Stan Lee's like, I'll, I'll take that. I'll just put that over here in my chips. <laughs> Safekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's, it's very, very, uh, very fun. Man, I think it's so the most dialogue he's had in one of these cameos. Still not the Maybe. best cameo. Still not the worst cameo. Unfortunately, the best cameo is in the worst MCU movie, but... You're going to have to be more specific. There's a lot of worse MCU movies at this point. My least favorite MCU movie. Oh, Guardians 2? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my favorite great. cameo of his. <laughs> and, I, and I just I just checked, and yes, that, that whole scene is, the whole action scene is done in one shot. Oh, that's, so that's cool. Watch it again tonight and just marvel at the fact that he was able to. It's such a wonder. If you can get that right, it's such a wonderful um, way to choreograph action because as a viewer, you know there's stuff happening all around. But it's also very challenging to keep things keep things sensible, right? I, I know who's fighting who, who's fighting what. Ah, oh, it's gorgeous. It's so good. I wonder how many takes that must have took. I, it takes a lot. I, it takes quite a few, I, I suspect, <laughs> to do that, especially if they're they're literally doing it in one take. Yeah, it's tough. Cool though. I, I'm not. I'm, I only know a few. Like I know Daredevil did that. They did a one day of the one take scenes in each season, but that's always impressive. I never I never noticed it because I don't pay attention to that type of stuff, but. And I like, also claw. He plays such a freaking weirdo in every like every scene in this uh-huh. movie, just laughing crazy and acting crazy. And I feel like Golem wasn't that far of a stretch for him when he was acting. Like, oh, I'll just play this character. <laughs> My I know, I know his his fake hand is supposed to look fake and it's supposed to be fake. But man, does it just look like it's made of plastic or rubber or something? It really does. Yeah, it looks real I'm, bad. I'm okay with that. It's I'm, yeah, hey, I don't the closest mind. I'll ever get to, to 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 claw from the comic, so I'm okay with that. True. Are you a fan of claw? I have his first appearance. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. I only not, I got lucky one time and found it for like twenty bucks, and it's hang. It should go on my wall at some point. But yeah, no, it's it, it's. A, I like him because of one stupid video game. I Avengers. was gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reference the game again. Uh, I'm not from do episode it. sixteen, and <laughs> it's just so any all the Marvel characters from that stupid game mean so much to me. Captain America and the Avengers. Yes. Stupid game. <laughs> that's why i have hawkeye's first appearance and vision first appearance above me right now hmm, the stupid game yeah <sighs> well, i like whirlwind well. too yep so this just to kind of steer it back um, oh, please do no that's fine no, i'm not trying to try to derail. <laughs> i was actually spacing out during that oh you're talking about comic books okay that's that's clearly no, i know my i'm, I was, I'm, I'm either 
I'm reading about the director's one one take. He, 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 they do not use a single visual effect in that entire one take. On the uh, casino? Nope. Not that's one cool. visual. And during the one take shot, of course, you know, he's shooting the laser, but that's kind of mm. at the end of it. But not one visual trick. Not one cut. All shot on a. It's all shot by a uh, by a camera on a cable that they just kind of floated around the casino as they're doing their thing. That is very cool. That yeah, is. it's so I'm cool. Now. Yep, it's very impressive. Let's, let's see. And then you have the car chase, or you have this the beginning of is, it. Yeah, the best part of the movie. Oh, I, I love, love this. this so much. This I was, love a good car chase. Yeah, I'm not like. I can give or take stuff like this, but this is like everything. They throw the bead in the remote control car. You have Shuri interacting with them, even though she's in Wakanda, not in South Korea. Like everything just to me, I think it's just a cool moment with the car chase and Black Panther riding on top of the car and taking out the cars and Claw being an idiot. Like, why are you shooting at the cars? It's my baby. And don't bother. You know, like it's just. <laughs> I mean, and at one point, Okio, or I mean, I'm just calling her show and fucking, she throws the spear and takes out a car, and I'm just it's like... so awesome. She throws oh. it, like, through the shattered black window, out the windshield, into the road, and it just stops the car in its tracks. It's It's so, oh God, so visceral. And I, I love a good car chase. I, it's, man, that's why I'll watch Gone in 60 Seconds several times. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love a good car chase. They're great. <laughs> and, man, this one is just effective. Uh, lots of just cars crumpling. And just folding, like, due to sheer magnitude of what everyone's kind of throwing at them. One thing I just thought of, it's kind of weird that they went through all the trouble to develop this remote control car that you really can't drive anyplace. Like, it's not like you can take that to work and avoid traffic. Like you, and you but can't no, get... When they come out of the casino, they throw one of the, the vibranium beads on it, and that's what lets Shuri control it. It's just somebody's car that's parked nearby. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. But I'm saying, like, what's the utility oh, gotcha. of that actual that actual device? Like, for this why exact did you make moment. it? <laughs> okay, I mean, all right, that's fine. If the script told you to make it, feel free. But in yeah. the fiction, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why you would have this thing. Like, it seems kind of senseless. Like, yeah, I can drive around somebody's car, not really go anywhere, and then I don't know, maybe good for test driving. Maybe, maybe you can help like a car dealership test drive a car without anyone leaving it here. Just pop into the remote control car. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed I like see. a really senseless piece of tech <laughs> that made for an extremely cool action scene. Yeah, it's just to set up the, the use of it later. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Again, <clears throat> now that I could see it with, right? You can use that to pilot, you know, a remote control, you know, kind of like they do in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, when they have all those remote control spaceships. That way, if people aren't dying, you're just losing, you're losing. <laughs> that's fine. Maybe that's, maybe that's more of the point. I mentioned that movie causing me pain. You brought up Ragnarok, so. I- that's a good yeah. movie. Fair is fair. <laughs> I can't remember if you were a fan of Guardians Volume Two or not. Uh, I don't think any of us were really big fans of that one. I was. I was. I think I might have enjoyed the most out of all three of you. I don't remember. Um, which is if only there pretty... was a recording way to find out. Uh, I know. Hopefully, it doesn't we'll exist. Find... <laughs> it doesn't exist at the moment. It's just on my computer at the moment, but not out. No, by the time you're hearing this, it's live, but not yet. And then, okay, when Claw destroys that car. When he destroys the car that Okio and Naki are in, and I just find it hilarious how she jumps and she's riding like a piece of metal, and Naki is just sitting in the driver's seat holding the steering wheel, <laughs> just rolls down the road. I, so good. It's great. still funny. I'm like, okay, great I'll take it. Feed. I kind of like as soon as she starts sliding on that little piece of metal, I'm like, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild. No, <laughs> the shield Keep surfing. Going. And then, and then she stopped. I was like, oh. then her spear would have broke by the time she was done with the scene. Would have been yeah. she'd had to get three spears in to finish this whole fight scene. That's fine. Spears are everywhere. Relax. It's okay. It's Breath of the Wild. Everyone has a thing you can use to do a thing. It's fine. Just relax. This, if this was Star Ragnarok, then she'd uh, come to a complete stop in the airbag and the 
<laughs> the steering wheel would have went off and she would have like flown backwards and hit a wall. Yeah, and... yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> All the other characters just turn to the camera and shrug. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh. It would have gone one step too far. Thor Ragnarok colon one step too far. <laughs> You're so right. Like a car, an entire car would have landed next to her, you know, and then it would yeah, turn to look at get it. Run over and smeared under the wall. Oh, Hilarious. Yes, ha ha ha. <laughs> okay, and then you have like okay, the scene when he finally gets the claw and he's like he's ready to kill him. Like I yep. that is a powerful scene because he wants revenge. So I don't yeah. know, Claw didn't kill his dad. That was that was a uh, god, what the hell was his name in that movie that I forgot about? Some whore. Baron Zemo. And oh. like the whole but like I like how everybody's pulling out their phones and they're like taping it and recording it and he and he's like, Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> like and they just arrest him and I, I really like that. Where Black he's... Panther is still very much like we're I'm going. You're coming with us. We're going to kill you at some point, most likely. But you're coming with us. Well, Claw's even playing it up. He's like, "Oh, King, show mercy," and he's looking. He's even looking at all the people with all their phones out. Yep. <laughs> Claw's really Go ahead, great. Do something. He, I do like Claw. Wow, he's again. He's just having so much fun with being evil. And I'm, I can and deal with that. Apparently, that line that he has is a reference to the comics where he says, "Every every breath you take is a mercy from me." Is apparently something he says to Namor in the comics. Huh. Hmm. I guess it's a you know it's so that it was it was taken right from the comics at some point just changed characters. Oh god, we're gonna have to see Namor at some point when they get the final fans the final the Fantastic Four movie going. I don't think Namor will be in that, but yeah, Namor's coming at some point. They have the rights now to Namor. Well, no, Namor was owned by somebody else, not Fantastic. Oh yeah, you're right. I think he was part of Universal's. Yes, I don't know if they got him back yet. Talking about Bill's favorite thing, the licensing. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, well, rights. Oh, yeah. Yes, they, they, get, they got the rights back. They they have Namor, so Namor yes. will at some point show up. Oh boy. Yay. Okay. So yeah, I've, uh, it's so weird. It's always one of the weirdest ones to talk about. Namor is also a dumb character. <laughs> Agreed. I like Aquaman. I don't care for Namor. All right, enough. And then Claw gets arrested, and then you have Bilbo Baggins. You know, leading the interrogation where they have where he's like, OK, I'll be good cop. You be bad cop or something like it, it's I, I like all that where they're like, we you know, he's like, hey, I don't even we're taking claw back. And he's really show, you know, he's really trying to show his dominance over Ross and, you know, over the Americans. And I like how Ross is like, I I didn't tell him you dress up in a cat suit and run around like you owe me one. Like we're even mm-hmm. like there's no, you know, I you know, you're just a third world country. And he makes a comment about that. Like, what the hell are you guys going to something? I think he makes a comment about that. Like, what are you guys going to do? Mm-hmm. yeah kind of like oh yeah he makes a comment being a third world country and then everyone in the audience snickers like whoo you don't know but you're gonna find out in about 30 minutes <sighs> yeah it's mm-hmm. it's it's good and i love okay what god i can't remember i forgot to write down a claw singing a song in there when they're waiting for him when they go in the room oh yeah i well, don't it, remember what it was i didn't write it down i'm kind of but it was, it was funny it was something I, semi-contemporary i feel like i don't remember Damn. I don't remember either. I'm trying to very silently and stealthily see what he's saying, but uh, no, the internet's failing me at this point. So. Yeah, it's failing anyway, too. It's something, recogniz- yeah, it's something recognizable. Yeah. What is love? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It. There we go. Maybe it don't hurt me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's not, hilarious. Not contemporary. All right. It's 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so Ish. funny, though. He just, I mean, it's such a little scene. Like, it's really, he just sings that one verse, but it's hilarious. 
I choose to believe he didn't have any direction during that scene. There's like, just do whatever. <laughs> just be weird. Pick a, pick a song. And I like I like the fact that, again, this is very in keeping with his character, right? This is all very integrated. It's a movie. This is what he would do. He doesn't care. And uh, yeah, that's very good. Very cute little beat. It's just hilarious that it's in there. Mm-hmm. I like this moment, too, when Agent Ross comes in and gives him the traditional kind of like talking to. And then Claw explains like, hey, you don't realize how what the, what what is in Wakanda. I've been there. I've stolen stuff from there. This stuff, this vibranium stuff powers their entire city and civilization. And this is when he's kind of like looking back like, huh, huh, really? Very interesting because he's kind of getting the getting the backstory of of what Wakanda is all about. This is not a third world country. This is technological advancements like no one has ever seen in the outside world. Oh, um, and in case you were curious, there is a two three minute so- uh, YouTube video of playing the entire sound t- entire song. What is love? With the background music was just him saying that one line over and over again. <laughs> okay, I'm glad someone took the time to do that. I'm sure yeah, everyone I- just chuckled. I, I I just started watching. I'm like, I can't. I just kept hearing, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. And just kept repeating that part over and over again. I'm like, I can't do this. Oh, the internet. Yes, yeah. but it exists. All right. But then but oh. then the uh, <laughs> Claws crew comes in and gives them, uh, does the breakout. So we have our jailbreak scene. scene. Very nice scene where they come in, start uh, spraying up the joint, rescue Claw. He's just screaming happily like, ah, ha, 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 ha. They, they just carry him in the chair. Yep, love it. They just carry him in the chair. <laughs> they just wheel the chair in into the into the uh, ambulance, I think it was, yeah. and or some sort of van. And they escape, and this is when Ross gets sh- uh, gets shot because he ends up trying to protect Nakia, and he ends up taking a bullet to like the spine. And they're like, "He's not going to make it." They're like, "We can save him at Wakanda." And, like, and they look at them like, "What can you do?" Like, trust me. And they, <laughs> like, I, I like that. Like, how yeah. can we save him? We can repair him. We have the technology. They, and they take him to Wakanda, and this also kind of plays a big part in like the issues that they're having, they're bringing a, a foreigner to Wakanda. And I know people are like, what are you bringing this man here? This white man type of thing. Like kind of what it was going for too. I felt. Yeah. Well, before it's, that Killmonger's there too. And T'Challa sees his grandfather's ring around his neck. That's right. Oh yeah. That's right. That's a really and, powerful scene too. Yeah. Like, I, it's very like loose. Like they don't say a whole lot, but it, you can, it does affect them a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, and you know, um, the Chala is basically saying we can't. I can't let this guy die here, right? And this is kind of showing some of the depth of his character, recognizing from a human level. We ever I, look. I understand that I'm trying to protect us, but look, I can't. We can't let this guy die. And this guy's a CIA guy. He's not some, you know, he's not. He doesn't work in a deli. <laughs> he's not just some regular person. <laughs> he's in the CIA. He's Agent Ross here. So. Is may not be the best person to bring to Wakanda, but he understands like I can't, I can't let this person just die here, especially since he saved Nakia. So yeah, even she's like, he took a bullet for me. We need to yeah. do something. And even when the uh, back when they kind of put him on the the science slab and fix his back, you know he's gonna make it clearly. You know they have that argument, right? Like, what are you bringing this guy here for? And that's when that that debate comes in. Um, but it also yeah. furthers distrust with Rhino Man too. <laughs> oh, he is a rhino man. Don't like this at all. He is. He is. And he doesn't love the fact that claw that claw mm-hmm. slipped through his fingers. He's like, you let this guy slip through your fingers and almost to a point where it's like, you're not worthy to be king. Like right. you couldn't get this guy. He was right in your grasp and you let him go. So, so that's really when he kind of just completely breaks bad. And that's, that's the end of that. And sure. He's got the amazing line of, Oh great. Another white boy for us to fix another <laughs> broken white boy. Which doesn't pay off until the very end of the stinger. 
Well, yes. it's also in the stinger of Civil War. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So if you watch all the movies, you get the little stinger that she that they had Winter Soldier there. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. That's correct. So but, um, it's still more of Shuri being awesome. Yep. Yeah. Pretty Agreed. Great. Yeah, she's probably my favorite in this movie. I have, to, like, I have to agree with you, Michael. Yeah, definitely. When he wakes up and he's like, what the hell? And she's like, you're in Wakanda. And she kind of gives him like a little bit like, we have this technology. Like, he's like, what? <laughs> How long ago was Korea? Yesterday. No, it wasn't. Bullet wounds don't heal that fast. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's some it's some good stuff. And I always appreciate this actor. This What's the guy's name again that plays Bilbo Baggins and Agent Ross in this? Uh, oh. John Watson. <laughs> no, no John Martin, Martin Freeman is the actor. Yeah, He's a good actor. <laughs> oh, he's excellent. He's a great actor. Yeah. And he Everyone... pulls off that American accent flawlessly. He really does. He it's great. He does an excellent American accent. So, yeah. Yep. Because he is very British. Yep. <laughs> but then coming up is, I think, one of the most surprising moments. I did not see this coming at all. This was, didn't see this coming. When they land, I think, yeah, where did they land? They land someplace. Some plain graveyard. Yeah, some plain graveyard. They land. And Killmonger, of course, is, you know, going through is kind of saying, oh, don't worry about it. I'll get paid eventually. And he just he just blows away everybody except for his friend. Uh, Claw gets the upper hand on his lady friend and Killmonger just blows away lady yeah. friend. She's like, sorry, Eric. He's like, no, nah, it's going to be fine. Pop. Pop. He kills her. He kills her straight up cold blood. And now, you know, OK, now we oh, have our main villain. Yeah, I mean, but he he's so he, his motivation is so one one um not one noted that kind of one noted. Yeah, it's pretty one noted. It's pretty one no, one noted. Yeah, he just he's just a single minded you know destination to his uh, to his anger and to his plan, and he he, he takes care of Klaus. He just blows him away too. Boom! It's uh, very shocking. I didn't see that coming at all. It bothers me. Yeah, it's a very unceremonious death for a villain. And, and I could like I. It bugged me a lot because Claw's a villain that you could have used for Fantastic Four if you wanted to. He could have been a folly for more things later down the MCU, and it bugged me that they just killed him in this movie. I, I it didn't bug me. I, I, I found him as as joyful and fun for what he was, and then the fact that he is um, unceremoniously killed is very in keeping with that character. Uh, I like that idea. Not every villain needs to have a dramatic death scene. This that's how it kind of would happen. He and Killmonger understands this is the way it has to happen. He's been in uh, like special forces or something. He's he was in the military doing secret stuff, you know, and doing assassination stuff and all that. So. He understands. Don't 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 dick around. Just put the bullet in his head and move on with your life. So I, I, I it's very in keeping in both characters. And yeah, I guess I would have liked him to see other things. But I, I he for me was a very B villain that didn't need more than one movie. So difference of opinion. I just want more because it's a character I like from a stupid game. <laughs> fair, that's, that's fair. But I, I enjoy the plane shooter. I think that's a really good like and and killing Claw helps move the story along because if he wouldn't have killed Claw. He wouldn't have been able to get into Wakanda the way he does and earn the trust of Rhino Man so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's and I don't know how he knew. I guess he must have. You know, I guess he must have known that that Rhino Man was looking for Claw. That was kind of the, the goal. Like he, I, I you know, as soon as he. As soon as he had him, like, oh, he's going to bring that to Rhino Man. And well, he knew, Rhino he Man's knew Wakanda gonna... themselves was looking for Claw, I think, just because he knew what Claw did. So he probably was able to put two and two together that they yeah. want revenge for what happened yeah, all those he, years he, ago. But he brought the body right to Rhino Man. Like, he that, just that, dragged like it to, over. Like, here's here here's the prize you've been seeking. I like to take it as a coincidence. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. 
He was just bringing it to whoever, and Rhino Man just happened to be the guy that was right there at first. I don't think he knew who Rhino Man was. Wrapped in a trash bag of some sort. <laughs> yeah, it worked. So at this, but that before that though, we get to the point where um, the T'Challa meets the priest, who we did not mention is Forrest Whitaker. It's always mm-hmm. nice to see him in a movie. Very nice. Not not Martin Lawrence. Like I thought the entire first time I watched him, like is that <laughs> Martin Lawrence? It really looks like him. <laughs> yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I think Martin Lawrence is probably a little thinner, I think, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But anyway, this is where we get the truth behind everything and the child learns about his dad's kind of his misdeeds. And... Yeah, go for it. Can I just say I'm so happy Forrest Whitaker wasn't playing the character he played in Rogue One. It's nice God, to see him I don't remember. crazy man. I don't remember what he played in Rogue it's okay. One. okay. That character, I hate that character in general and all the different Star Wars things that that character has been in. He just, I hate that character that Forrest Whitaker plays in that movie. But that's neither here nor there. But Forrest Whitaker's a great actor. I just <laughs> want to put that out there. I, I, I like how this is this is when he gets all the the, the hit, you know the past of what happened, and he tells him about how he was, and you get and the and the viewer finds out about how his father killed his his brother and didn't tell anybody, or killed his you know his uncle, the child. Yeah, because he was uh, James in quotations yeah. in the the opening scene. Uncle James. Yep. Some people. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and it's this is funny because now we're getting to all the familial stuff. I have a big blind spot in my brain for like for genealogies and like descendants and who's an uncle and who's an aunt and who's a cousin. So I had a really hard time keeping track of like, okay, so okay, first Whitaker is is someone's cousin and Killmonger is the child's cousin because his brother was killed. I had the hardest time and it's not the movie's <laughs> fault. It's me for being dense. My wife had to draw me like a little stick figure diagram. She's like, okay, oh, Jesus. Here, this is who this person was, this person. So I, I have a stick figure. She kept she kept calling Killmonger weekend hair throughout the whole movie. He has like hair like the weekend. It's like, oh, so weekend hair has is the cousin of T'Challa because their brother was but so yeah, that's kind of all that goes. So when it goes to genealogy, I'll let you guys talk about it because I'm still a little confused. Okay, Again, that's I'm not the movie's fault. That's my fault. It down. It's just it's a I it's all because he saw that ring, and then I like how they finally tell him, and then you know he finds out that his father wasn't as much a hero as he thought he was. That he had a dark side. He did something that you know he regretted in life. Again, shades of Thor Ragnarok. Shades of that. When you find out your dad isn't uh, isn't perfect, and he did some <laughs> shady bad stuff in his past. And now once again, he leaves it me. for his son to, to clean up his mess. Yep, leaves it for you. Here you go. Here you go, Sonny. <laughs> and then it jumps to you have Killmonger bringing Claw's body to Rhino Guy, as I just wrote in my notes. And Oh, okay, apparently I skipped a thing. Or I didn't skip a thing, but I was off on when Ross wakes up after this part. Healed. Okay, we already talked about that, so we don't need to talk no, about that I, again. But. I love how he just pops up like <laughs> after a bullet in the spine. Boop. Scare Shuri. Don't yeah, do that. Uh, and Shuri basically, <laughs> she's like, uh, he's like, she's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're better. You're, you're healed. And he's like, you can't fix that in like a day. And she's like, we can. And I like how she's kind of explained in a tech a bit, even though she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, she's she so shouldn't proud. Be, she's, she's so proud. Of, she's so proud of it. She's just like, look at all this cool she's shit. Not she's uh, not thinking, like, OK, we better keep the secret. He's an, you know, he could be an enemy. She's just thinking, I'm proud of what I did and I have accomplished. So I'm going to tell the world not or tell someone that. Listen, part of it's for the audience benefit, too, because we got to set yes. up. Chekhov's vibranium dampening device for the the magnet train. <laughs> Story. Yep. 
Yeah, I still wasn't quite clear on what that was, what that tram was. So if somebody could explain that to me, that they were moving vibranium yeah. with the trains, but vibranium is a volatile substance. Right. As you're moving at that speed, it would blow up and cause problems. So the sonic dampeners are able to hurt the vib- make the vibranium not volatile, so it can be easily moved. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. I knew it was something about moving vibranium, but I never caught it past. It has to do with the suits, too. Like, when the suit gets hit by Claw's blast, which is sonic, it messes up the suit, too. Right. Because Claw is supposed to use a sonic weapon in the comics. He's also a Fantastic Four villain. Oh, so it's a symbiote. Got it. What? It's it's basically a symbiote, because they react to the sonic noise, too. Oh, okay. Okay. I get your reference. Okay. Moving on. I was a little confused there for a second. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and doesn't uh, doesn't uh, Shuri make some sort of joke like, this isn't Kansas or something? Yeah. No, when no. Like, he, he asks, where am I? Or no, he's like, am I in Wakanda? No, it's Kansas. <laughs> I thought of you, Mike, when I heard that. Um, one state over. I know, but hey, you're you're in Kansas. That's where the Kansas City Chiefs are from. Uh-huh. You're in Kansas. <laughs> I'm going to make that joke as long as I can. <laughs> And it's and then you have like the scene with T'Challa talking with Nakia. Nor I mean I I like all their relationship part because he because at the same time they're trying to get a hold of him and he's not answering because he's having a a heart to heart with her because she's gonna leave now that he's king again she's going to leave and go back to being a spy and trying to help other people because that's what she wants to do and he's like stay here with me mm-hmm. so uh, that was a very I thought you know very it was all very powerful every time they're together yeah and it's it's the and the the director who is phenomenal like he the director is exceptional he 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 crafts this movie beautifully especially from a human perspective and a connection perspective because he gives those two moments to connect and they're always usually pretty calm and he just gives them room to breathe and reconnect via dialogue and through like really good acting you know yeah the he's, he's just a phenomenal director and this is just a beautifully crafted film okay sorry just wanted to comment on that since we just happened Sorry, I thought like I brought I, I had pulled the and, e break on the show there for a second. Right, we've been this episode been full of rants. I'm not that's what we do. <laughs> and it's during the time when Killmonger is bringing is coming up to bring or coming up to the throne room that you have Ross sees it on the screen and says, "Oh, I know who this guy. He's one of ours. You know, he's an American." And he kind of goes into a little history about him being a special ops and everything he's done, which kind of makes Killmonger more of a badass. Yeah, he got the name because he killed so many people. Yeah, it was kind of ham-handed how they put that in there. Yeah, he was like, he's still some people. You just call him like a he's like a killmonger. He's killed so many people. <laughs> it's yeah. better than the Flash TV show. They always try to shoehorn in the classic villain names, and it just doesn't fit most of the no, time. It's fine. Like it it's fine. As soon as I heard that, my brain went, "Oh, I think that's a comic book name." Oh, okay, I'm gonna start calling him that from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, that's a thing. I'd never heard of Killmonger before this, but I assumed that was because Don't worry. It was so obvious. no one did. Yeah, fair. Yeah, his, his, he was not. Yeah. His, he was not a well-known character. His comic was cheap. I saw his comic before. It was like less than twenty dollars. I didn't care because I didn't know who he was. He looked stupid on the cover, but yeah, he was a very not a big villain. And now is that comic really expensive because of Black Panther? Yes, of course it is. That's that's how that works. Man, day late and a dollar short. That's 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 a shame. Yeah, it's it's not cheap anymore. It's yeah, when the it's also for the early two hundred dollars. Is on online. Jesus. Okay, forget that, please. Okay. <laughs> You're like, again. I've said a hundred times on this show. You're allowed to spend money the way you want, but dang it! How about the most think, expensive? Think I bought outside a comic your combo collection before you do that. Was a uh, hundred, I think, or eighty, eighty or ninety from first appearance of Hawkeye that I can never open because it might fall apart if it comes out of the bag. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's the good. Well, that's one of my. There's only there's only a couple comics I would spend that kind of money on. Another one's Avengers number six, first Silver Age appearance of Captain America because I would never even dream to get the first appearance. That's the you know, yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. number six somewhere. Killmonger does look real stupid on that cover. Uh huh. Wow. Number four. It's I've seen it at one time for like a hundred bucks, and I kicked myself for not buying it because now it's way more than that. So. Indeed. <laughs> Interesting. But I didn't want to buy that kind of. But yeah, it's. It's just because, again, because of the Stupid Avengers game. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, so then we get to the the throne room, which I love this scene so much. This this does a lot of work in, in a pretty short time frame. Michael, what do you think of the, the throne room? Uh, it's so weird because up to this point, we found all the, like, every character that's not Ross or Claw has been someone from Wakanda. They're all, like you said earlier, they're very regal, very well-mannered and whatnot. It's weird to see this, like urbanized i guess is the word i want yeah, his urban. character interacting with him and he's just pulling all these american dudes and he's like hey what's up auntie he's like I uh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> it's very strange the way they like blend in those two themes together i think it's beautiful though because in a lot of this too he's kind of giving some of the theme you know on, on what he wants to do and i think this is the point where he's kind of like laying out his his plan to basically start a revolution Mm-hmm. On behalf of the, on behalf of all black people who have been oppressed over the last God knows how many years, it's time for us to to retake it and time for us to rule. So he has the best interests of Wakanda in mind, just doing it in completely the wrong mm-hmm. way, which is showing the the fallibility of violent revolutions. Even though I have, like I said at the beginning, I don't get the opportunity, nor have I lived the opportunity to speak for how people should revolt, especially people who have been oppressed for hundreds and hundreds of years. I don't get to make that kind of judgment, right? Because sometimes, you know, you know, diplomacy only goes certain certain way. So diplomacy only goes too far until the point where it needs to go and get escalated. And while violence is never the answer. Sometimes it's the only answer, unfortunately, right? That's just the nature of it. So it really paints him as this very complex villain because, again, as a white guy who's, you know, who very recently have experienced, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this, a lot of this social upheaval for a good thing, but also have seen people rioting and breaking into buildings and that sort of thing. It's a very interesting bit of cognitive dissonance where my two parts of my brain are just fighting against the idea of like, you know what? Some people got sometimes you got to shoot somebody and also thinking, but that's never the right answer. Isn't it? It makes for an interesting villain that could have been very straightforward. Hey, let's just shoot people. Let's just kill people. But when he states his motivation, it hits a point where it's like, oh, well, damn it. Kind he of also point. says a lot of historical stuff, too, which I which yeah, I appreciate it because I'm being a history guy where he makes a comment about how they assassinated our leaders. They put drugs in our in our society, which he's not wrong. Like they're like as many people. know. Well, there's two reasons why marijuana was ended up becoming illegal. One, after a prohibition, the guy needed money. So he decided he had to go after something else. So he went after marijuana. But also a big part of it was because the black community a lot at that time, especially them, smoked weed. They decided if they make it villainized, they can go after them. The same reason, like when Reagan comes in in America, when he does the whole you know war against drugs, it was really it was a lot of it. Which is, I'm pretty there are documents to support this, not just me talking out of my ass. They had found out a lot of what they were doing because they were worried about the Black Panther Party. They were worried about stuff like this happening. There being a you know having a revolution, things of happening. So they that's why they had so they were using marijuana and drugs to get people that they wanted. They couldn't just arrest because they, for other reasons. 
So that that part kind of hits me because he's not he's not off. Like it's come out years later that there was things that went on that that was part of their reasoning for doing some of the things they did in, in the seventies and eighties. It's crazy, seventies and eighties, like not even thirties, forty years ago. Just... Reagan was Reagan was seventies, right or eighties? I always forget. 80s. Reagan's eighties. Okay. Yeah, it's he's before early. my time. I mean, I'm born eighty seven, but I know Reagan had a lot to do with with things. He was not a he was not a good president. I know he's he's liked by people, but he was not, he made some very well. Every president makes some very every you know just how it, how it how it goes. But the war with drugs did not work out the way they wanted. But I that did play a big part of it, and the whole thing with the Black Panther. They were very I know as the, the government at the time was very worried about what they what could happen with them. That plays a big yeah, and, part. Yeah, and rightfully so, you know. And that's it's it's that's why it just creates this really interesting dynamic. Um, not to reiterate the point, but just a very interesting dynamic. And also the idea, like you said, Michael, we have this an urban guy who's kind of throwing sl- slang and lingo around to these people who are very buttoned up, traditional. You know, lots of technology, but they still re- re- they've still retained their traditional roots and their their customs and their traditions, right? They haven't turned into space robots. You know, they're still holding on to that spiritual piece of who they are and that cultural piece of who they are. So it's very interesting. It's just it, it's it's a wonderful scene, and they they do so much work in this scene. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see an MCU villain that actually has motivations other than I want money and power. And <laughs> he's also one of the better MCU villains too. Yep, it's great. Oh, he's great. I, again, he's. I, you know, just the idea that it's not just power, not just money. It's also for his ideas of how to best, you know, take back what was stolen from them. as And for others, not just for himself. Wakanda is the tool that he can use to free you know, and to, to bring black people back to a state of prominence. Now, he's going to go too far and make mm-hmm. it so like – evaporate anybody you know take out take over the world right which is what people will will do as just kind of like a megalomaniac kind of thing but his motivation is pretty sound and it's kind of like sometimes people need to be revolted against but again that's the cognitive dissonance right you don't want that you know let's do this peacefully let's figure this out i don't know it's challenging it it does raise very it's very challenging it's good because we should be challenged by that that's something we should think about and, and this is also when he challenges the, him for the throne and the reason why they even go ahead with it, because he shows the marking on his lip. They find out that he is part of the royal family, so he's able to challenge Chichala for the throne. He wasn't there earlier because he didn't, you know, they didn't invite him. <laughs> yeah, this right. is to fight at the waterfall. Like, compared to the first waterfall, there's no it's not much of a ceremony. The same type. Not everybody's there. Just some of the leaders are there. And it's just such a, a different scene and they're like and they're all telling Charlotte, Charlotte you don't have to do that like, you are your king just leave it alone but he's like no it, he wants it to be right he wants it to, to prove that he is the king and he's a little kind of like you know he, he he thinks he can win this fight and he's like okay I can take him out but it is such a good fight too when they're going at it and the way that Killmonger fights is different than the way that Chichala fights. It's mm-hmm. much more dirtier too, I think. A savage. Just a well, because he's an assassin. Yeah. He's, a, he's yeah. trained to kill, and in, I, I want to believe anyone who does that type of work, you you have to do what you have to do, because if you, it's just, you don't have a choice if you're in that world. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just survival. They, and I say savage, obviously, I don't mean <laughs> whatever else. I mean, but just, just, just strong and just powerful brutal. and Brutal. There you go. That's great. Brutal. It's, and like I said, Mike, yeah, definitely. That's how he is trained to to fight, you know, one-on-one, hand-on-hand. So, And, and T'Challa just gets annihilated. Like, there's, it's not even a competition without but his I, Black I like Panther juice. I like to believe 
part of it is the mental state he's also in finding out that his father killed his uncle and that what this guy is going through. Like, I, I, I believe that's a big part of what is affecting him in my mm-hmm. in, in my head, why he's not fighting up to 100 percent. And then the Killmonger's uh, just the next person in the long line of this movie who's like, well, we should be using that stuff to help other people. And that's what Nokia is saying. And it's just he's like, well, maybe maybe everyone else is right and our ways are wrong. So he's questioning his own beliefs at this point, too. Yeah, indeed. And and he's also and it's just also, too, from a visceral standpoint, there's lots of blades, lots of cutting. (laughs) Every time someone got cut with a little wince there. Really effective. Very good. I forgot that bothers you when people get cut. Yeah, it's not. It's, you know, it gives me a wince. I go, oh, no, I don't like that. It seems so painful. At least no one had a gun barrel sticking out of their forehead. Yeah, that's silly, though. No, he didn't. Well, <laughs> he didn't care. That took him out in two seconds. That that, that slice is going to that slice is gonna smart for a little for a couple days. <laughs> and then he throws him off the waterfall. Yep. He's, well, hold on. You, you skipped something important here. What? Because he was going to stab him. And he would have died, and then uh, Force Whitaker comes in and oh, stops yeah. him. Oh, that's he right. stabs him. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Here's you, Uncle, whatever the hell his name was, Uncle James." Yeah, that that was brutal. And the look of anger on Warmonger's face when he finds out was so good. Yes, it really is. It's a sad moment. It's it's everything just falling falling apart. Now, of course, yeah, we look at the time on the movie. There's still 45 minutes left. Hey, by the way, guys, there's 45 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's, you know, obviously, you know, Black Panther's going to return. But at that moment, still gives you a sense of, God, how is this going to work out? He just fell off a cliff and he has no, no Black Panther juice. When he fell in the water, he'll be okay. Oh, yeah, because water is super soft. It's fine. It's just like a pillow. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not the scariest substance on Earth. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I always forget you don't like water, too. I, hate I don't it. blame I you. Nope, not good. You also live closer to big, big seas than I do. So I grew up. I grew up in New Jersey. We used to go to Jersey okay. Shore every every year, multiple times. Yeah, I nope. don't I, I no ocean for me. There's too many things in there that can eat me or kill me. I'm good. We'll stay right I, on line. I got sucked under to an undertow once. Never Ooh. again. Nope. Bye bye. Exactly. I'm I, I'm okay with lake. Actually, yeah, I'm okay with pools and chlorine I'll, where I can I'll, see. Yeah, cool. Okay, I can get in a pool. That's fine. But uh, and lakes, I tolerate. But oceans, nope. The waterfalls. Nope, that's all. <laughs> Just enjoy that. Enjoy that spectacle. Uh, and the whole like, and right after he loses, they're like the mother. Okay, we gotta go. Like they just leave because they understand. Like you know, anytime you have a revolt like this, where you're gonna have a new government come in power, or in this case, a new king. Like <laughs> the old, the old people need to get out of there who were part of the you know previous. They're gonna be, they're gonna be killed when you have an insurrection like this. Oh yeah, you just gotta go. And I, and I, I like that. And I also like how Okoyo or Michonne, I've been calling her off and on. She kind of stands. She's like, I have to stay here. He is the new king. I'm the general, even though my, mm-hmm. you know, she wants to be loyal to T'Challa and his family. She, you know, she's trying to be loyal to the country over, over a man. And I think right. that's also a really powerful scene too, when they're talking and she's trying to convince them to leave. Mm-hmm. And then you have Ross ends up go- joining them too. Cause I guess he has no real, like, per- what else he's going to do? They're going to, you know, Killmonger would kill him. Yep. For sure. Yeah, no, this is actually really good. Yeah, I, I love how tortured, you know, the general is about about her duty to her country versus her duty to to the former king. And she and it makes sense. She's like, he's the new king now. Killmonger's the king. What do you want me to do? I serve the throne. Sorry, that's what happened. And of course, Nakia's like, no, screw that. We're gonna get him back. Like, um, you know, she's just gonna go rogue and become an enemy of the state. Um, which is again very much so her character. She she's always been a spy working underneath the 
you know, working in the in the world, you know, underneath things. So makes sense. It's really good. Yeah, I, I Nakia grew on me a lot, especially the second time watching this movie. Oh, I love her. I think she's great. She's a really good character. And I was surprised because I don't remember liking her the first time. And this is when you see then you see Killmonger get his panther powers. They give him the they give him the medicine. They you know bury him in dirt. And he has the flashback. I'm not sure this is a. At first, I thought it was a flashback, but I think at the same time, it's supposed to be him in the astral plane finding his dad, kind of getting the whole talk about you know what happened. But at the at the same time, he's the boy to his dad yeah. because that's what he you know just kind of how the after how he how he's viewed in the afterlife, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was the last time we saw him too. Was when he was. But he goes from the boy to the adult, like in that scene too. I'm sure there's some kind of theming metaphor there that I just wasn't grasping. But, that's how I uh, took him. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I took it. It was more just, you know, he was he's basically kind of reliving this this moment in the moment. He's kind of literally reliving this moment where he finds out about Wakanda and he asks his dad, can you take me back? And he's like, we'll take you back one day. He never does, you know, because he never he also mentions the sunrise. You've never seen a sunrise like you have on Wakanda and really touching. And again, this is really cementing his motivations. You know, he never got to do that. And he knows there's this bigger world out there now that is just being taken. That's yeah, stolen almost from him. And uh, yeah, it's really powerful. And there's that one scene earlier where he's like, I found my daddy with panther claws, panther claw mark, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, because he he knows who killed him. Uh, it's just so it's so powerful. He definitely is one of the best villains because of reasons like this. And his his next decision, which I think is kind of very questionable. He tells them burn all the flowers because he doesn't want anyone to have the powers like he has. That's and weird to me. Yeah, to mm-hmm. me, it's like you plan to be king. Don't you plan to have kids and have them inherit your power? Like, no, no, just me forever. Like, yeah, you're going to live forever. Yeah. And, and that, my wife said the exact same thing. Like, what? You don't think you're going to have kids someday? Come on now. So that I was mean, the only. Yeah, I didn't love that. I think it was more of a device. So there was like just one last flower to get back him. And then yeah. what are they, they going to do to make more more Black Panthers? Figure something else out, maybe. I, I love it. But again, it's it's extremely villainous. It was very striking. Again, gorgeous shot of him in silhouette against just this temple on fire. And he orders him, and then he, oh my gosh, and then he grabs the the one lady, like the one priestess, by the throat, is just holding her along. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, it's just shocking. Like, whoa, that's that's just shocking. Really scary and, and pretty terrifying. He says something like, when I give you an order, I expect you to do that shit. <laughs> Jeez. It's good. It's not. It's bad, but yeah, oh, ah! it's well It's well done. Ah! <laughs> the the word is effective. Garbage. It's effective. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And then you have Killmonger on the throne. And I like how people are like they even though they put him there. They're not like soup. And this is when he gives the whole order to any of Rhino Man being all excited, like, oh, I get to kill people. Yay. Like, you know, I mean, I know it's not it's more to that, but I, I don't like Rhino Man. <laughs> yeah. But it's shit. all that he's finally getting what he wants. He's finally they're going to send weapons to their agents and spies they have all over the world to now try to get people to start a revolution. And I mean, it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like. There's other ways to do this. Like, I, I, I do understand that sometimes violence has to happen in order for things to change. And I do understand how much racism plays a plays a big part in, in our world. I mean, and this is supposed to be kind of our world. Like, I, I understand. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to put spies in different and give them weapons, you're not you're going to create your own problem that you're not meaning to create. You're going to become an oppressor to everyone. You're going to be seen as a villain, which is not what they were going for. Right. I mean, well, and, he and wasn't, final, you know, well, he wasn't right. And he didn't see himself as a villain. He is the villain, but he doesn't see himself as the villain. Right. Which are the best villains. That's yes. that's just how it works. But he it's violence begets violence begets violence. Right. It's yes. just kind of how that how it works like a wildfire. 
because if you if you're violent against somebody, they have to be violent back, right? So that's just what it is. But again, it's really hard to. It's kind of like what why Bioshock Infinite is so bad because it is a it's a it's a bad game, y'all. Sorry, Whoa, rude. Bioshock Infinite is really bad. I only played it once. It was years well, ago, so I think you could be wrong. There's about 30 minutes that are good, which is the beginning, and then we just fight bad. It's just that that turns into a bad corridor shooter with watered-down mechanics and bullet sponge villains and really bad moral moral Don't worry, stance. You'll get to talk about it someday. Oh, please. Uh-huh. I would love to. I, it's hard. We'll, I'll, we'll have that conversation. But Bioshock Infinite posits that if someone has – it posits that if anybody who has power has the ability to be evil with it. So that's why at the end of Bioshock Infinite, you're fighting against abolitionists. Because the idea is that when Daisy Fitzroy gets her rise to power, she again uses it for for bad purposes. And the assumption of that is kind of morally onerous because we don't get we don't get to put that on them, right? Sometimes you need violence to overthrow, especially in Bioshock Infinite, t- mustache twirling villains of unknown proportions like they it's like outsized and the only thing they can do is be violent and to make that idea of saying well you can't do that you're wrong for that is just we don't get to say that and it's i i could go on and on and on about it i think it is a relatively bad game but <laughs> it is what it is it's a shame it's anyway. fine they plays like that <laughs> they're one of the i'm not i'm not gonna go into a tour but tear but bioshock and if it features one of the worst boss fights um, a lot of boss fights, actually. Most of them, all of them, are pretty horrendous and bad. Yeah, if you guys ever do Bioshock Infinite, any Bioshock, hit me up. Oh. I love, 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 love yeah. Bioshock. It's absolutely going to happen at some point. Ah, probably in the, the near future. Let me know. I just played through the first Bioshock again, just for funzos, and it's still great. Even, oh, yeah, the, still even, great. The, even the last third, really good. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. I listened to your twenty. I listened to your two thousand seven episode, and I think it was Stefan who's like, he's like, yeah, it's really bad after you know after Andrew Ryan, and I'm like, nah, no, actually, that's some really good points of it. Yeah, that's great. It's so real good. Great story, which yep. is hard for me to say because I don't really care about stories. I know. That's like, <laughs> I know. And I'm really finding out over the course of this series that man, I really just don't like movies either, just because they're all story. <laughs> Curses stories. What a movie is. Curses stories. Yep. Just watch Die we- Hard. We can watch horror movies, and you don't have any story. You just have just great, you know, gross out moments. Then I wouldn't be on the show because I will not watch those. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this is a very effective scene, and and not to to bringing it back. God, so many asides in this one. Oh boy, (laughs) sorry, Michael. Sorry, Mike. You know, edit this one. So many asides, but yeah, this is just effective, creating that interesting cognitive dissonance for me, where two parts of my brain are trying to wrestle with two different thoughts, and um, it's good and interesting and thought provoking. While being extremely menacing and scary, because I'm thinking, yeah, you pull that off, we're dead. I'm dead. Yep. Like you're, you're going right to the cul-de-sac, and guess what? <laughs> guess what? Like I ain't got nothing to help. I got nothing to defend myself with. So <laughs> that was funny, though. But yes. And then you have. So what part are we at then? Because I. <laughs> I think we all lost the last place of where we were. Okay, you kill Monger on the throne. We were talking about. Then you have them. You have the par- the family Shuri. Nakia, the mother, traveling to M'Baku, which I'm, I like all this, that they're going up the mountains trying to get to where he is, and then I think it's midway where they get, you know, they get stopped by all his guards, and they're like, look down, don't look at them, and we'll get out, you know, and they just Mm -hmm. are then taken to his throne room, and I also like, because even though he's not part of, they don't have the vibranium mine, they still, you can tell they still have technology, they still have like a giant city. Mm -hmm. I I love this whole scene with M'Baku too, because for, we've only seen him as just this guy who wanted power he wanted to fight 
our hero. So he's the bad guy. And he's just like this. It's just this. He's kind of like the Disney bully who is not the real villain. He's going to turn and be a good guy by the end of it. Basically. But, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. He tells Ross, he's like, do not say another word. I'll feed you to my children. I'm just kidding. We're vegetarians. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> laughing at his own joke. It's, good laugh. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's great. Again, creating a really interesting nuanced character. That's yeah, not just like the bully. I'm going to fight you. Mm-hmm. Which is always presented. You get, you get a little more color and some, some life. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's definitely it. He grew on me. Like I, I was, I was surprised how much I enjoyed Mbaku in this movie. Yeah, and he and talks the, about. Can they, the, oh, they they want to get the flower to yeah, Mbaku exactly. that they stole, and he's like, I think he wants it, but at the same time, he's like, I saved Chala because yeah. Chala had saved him when he could have killed him during the ceremony. So he's like a life for a life, and he's that's mm-hmm. what he even says to him when he a little bit later, where he's like, you know, I owe you a life debt. We're paid. Yeah. Well, they're like, they tell him that as soon as he gets what he wants, where where do you think he's going to come next? He's going to come for them and what little they have. So they're like, we need you. We need you to fight this guy. He's like, well, come with me. (laughs) And I I like how he just in the snow, like we have to take him. There's like, if you take him, he will die if you Mm -hmm. remove him from this. And it isn't it's a flower and the whole becoming the panther that saves his life. Yep. Yeah. This is also another really powerful scene where I was also thinking of where Simba, when he takes it again, he sees his father, he sees all the ancestors, like everybody. And like, it's time for you to come with us. Because again, he's pretty much near death. And I think it's a very powerful that, you know, they think he could, you know, like, okay, it's time to go. Like, you're you're pretty much dead. Why don't, you know, come join us and be, you know, one with us. And he's like, I can't. I have to stop Killmonger. I have to change this. It even so, goes beyond that because he tells them, he's like, you were wrong to do what you did. This is where he first starts to... <laughs> shun away the traditions that the whole tribe has had this whole time. He's like, we need to help people. We can, we should. It kind of reminded me of a Spider-Man's line in Civil War where he says, if you have the power to help people and you don't, and then bad things happen, that's on you. Yep. Yeah. So they have yep. great power. They must have great responsibility. Uh, yeah. If you, if you turn your eye to things, then you're just as bad as the ones who, who did them or not as bad, but you're definitely contributing to the, to the pain of the world as opposed to just doing something about it. Yeah. Yep. Very powerful. Indeed. And then you have T'Challa ends up, you know, he and this is he gets his he gets his suit back because sure he had stole it when they left or when he some point she had it. I, I can't buy that. And you have the T'Challa talking to Mbaku where he's like, I need your help. I need an army. And this is when he's like, I'm not. He's, like, you. <laughs> he's like, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely he grew on me a lot more mm-hmm. than I thought. Well, like they have this big whole heart-to-heart reunions like oh man we're gonna go and we're gonna stop him and then in the back room baku's like oh, are you guys done <laughs> get out of my house yeah he doesn't care he doesn't want to be involved with what's going on and you know he doesn't see it because he's not really he's the one tribe that's not really a part of the group he was the one tribe that stayed away oh i think it might have been t'challa that says when he's done with us where do you think he's gonna come next and that's yeah, basically what spurs him to act later on also, he, he makes the same comment. You're the first king to visit in like 300 years or something. Mm-hmm. Centuries. It's cool. Yep. And then we get into the final act of the movie then, essentially. Mm-hmm. Time for the, the action set pieces. Which I enjoy. Yeah. It's the second best finale that takes place in Wakanda in the MCU. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which we'll talk about next time. And not for us, but yes, next time you yeah, hear well. an episode. Yeah. <sighs> we'll get there. And this is also you you see the mine, you see what's going on, you see you as I put Rhino guy is packing up the weapons, they're loading up all these ships because they're now trying to interact the plan of bringing the weapon to Hong Kong, London, 
I think New York maybe where they're going to start having the the people the the spies start start you know war. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Because he and, says that a lot of their insurgents are kind of rebelling against the idea, but these places are ready to go. And he's like, oh, "Okay, we'll start with them." I Never like left. that. I thought that was really cool. That a lot of people were like, "Oh, this ain't a good idea." Mm-hmm. It's not. He's like, well, once we start the giant worldwide revolution, I'm sure they'll fall in line when they realize they're already on the our side of it, the winning side. So. Yeah, but it's a little dark. It is. A little powerful, too. Very powerful. But it makes him a good villain. And the way that they reintroduce Black Panther, you have a ship just blows up, and all of a sudden, in the smoke, you just see Black Panther just there in his purple suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Really cool intro. Love it. He has no army, and yet he ends up fighting at first. It's just him rushing against all the rhino guys, rushing at him, and he just starts beating the shit out of them. It's so cool. Yep, classic uh, superhero escalation. You fight all the chaff. All the the easy villains, you know, your level ones and level twos, <laughs> and then you move up to the, you know, to the to the bigger, the bigger, uh, the bigger bads. Mm-hmm. Like any video game, it should. Well, like yeah. Magneto says in X Men, God, what is it? The Last Stand. It's like in, in chess, the pawns go first. Yes. You know, everyone's favorite X Men movie. Isn't that the worst X Men movie? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I remember not being a fan of that movie. It's the Thor Dark World of the X Men series. I've seen all of them. And I don't remember any of them. <laughs> hey, that's that's another series we could do. It's one it's, I want to do. It's a lot shorter than this one. But it's yep. not, not any time. I have a couple other, I have a couple other series I need to finish before I tackle that again. So we'll see. He'll be a while. <laughs> Very good. Definitely in my head. And then you have and like the whole this is when you have the women who are who were loyal, like Okoyo, who was loyal to, you know, because she's loyal to the king. They all kind of like now that Black Panther's still alive. And he's like, well, they, you, he's like, you didn't kill him. Therefore, he didn't lose. You're not king. And they and they side with they side with him. And she starts fighting against Killmonger. You have a bunch of women fighting Killmonger. And then some go and rush to fight the rhino people. Yeah, I like T'Challa's line about it's like, I never yielded. And as you can see, I'm not dead. So the challenge is still going. Yeah, which yeah. is powerful because it's true, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. There's been no victor yet, so mm-hmm. uh, you know the clock's still running. Let's 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 get going. Killmonger's not hearing it though. He's like that challenge shit's over. He's like I'm king. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'll just uh, I'll just stop the challenge. Boom, I'm king. But it's not how that works. And what's cool is it allows the general to now. Oh, he's back. He's still the king. Yay! I can fight for him and the country. Sweet. And Another part that, to that bit. pissed me off is when he's fighting the Rhino Man and he jumps on a and he jumps on a rock. He's like, "Don't do it!" He blows the horn, all the rhinos come. And I'm just like, I just hate this guy. Like, you see, T'Challa's not dead. You see that, like, and he still like, "Nope, I want to, I want to, I want to do this." So we're just not going to listen to you anymore. Mm-hmm. He should have been killed. He's scourge. <laughs> he's scourge. Although he doesn't have a scourge. he doesn't have a hero turn with uh, Rambo weapons. He doesn't have that. No, so. he gets worse. He was like later on in the scene. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Soon was the part Mike mentioned earlier about what the part that really made him hate him. Oh yeah, we're almost there. Yep. I'm trying to remember it now. Okay, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, I, it's funny when they start when they release the rhinos. I forgot that he was a rhino raiser. Like a rhino <laughs> farmer or herder, so I just see out of context rhinos appear. And I'm like, rhinos, okay, yeah. they're scary and they have horns. Go with it, just go, just go, just just ride with it. But I didn't realize he was a rhino farmer until we were just discussing it. So he's rhino man. It, it, it lines up good. That's that's now I understand why the rhinos appear. At the time, I did not. I think I just wrote in my notes, rhinos in all caps with an exclamation point. Rhino Man is my favorite Mega Man robot master. 
Uh, and then this is when Shuri and Akia both get their outfits and come. And Shuri gets a little panther blasters, which I really am a fan of. Yeah, those things are cool. Yes. Yeah, really good. Really good. And Nakia she, gets I, chakrams from Kingdoms of Mamler. <laughs> you just want to get that reference in there, didn't you? Yeah, well, it's 100% reminded me of that. Oh, agreed. It's definitely... I, I like it. I like how they start fighting, and this is the same time you have Ross is piloting a ship remotely, which, again, pays oh, back from the scene earlier. Right. You didn't so, like the scene? You take it away. I, I did like this scene, but as I was remembering it just now, it reminded me of Robotech. <laughs> where you have to destroy the ships as they take off. I'm like, no, don't make me think of that stupid ass game. <laughs> so you're telling me you have PTSD from Robotech Battle Cry? Yes, that is correct. Okay. And I don't mean as a joke to PTSD like <laughs> Iron Man 3. I'm absolutely like kind of I am joking, but I'm also being kind of serious too. So, but it's kind of funny. Oh yeah, that game was awful and I hated it. But yeah, that reminded me of that mission where you're take you're destroying ships that are taking off. Uh, that game was so tough for no reason. Oh, you know, this is like your favorite MCU movie where the the gold people are piloting the ships like a video game. Yeah, this is cooler. <laughs> this yep. is cooler. This is a lot cooler. Yeah, I, I see. I did like that moment in that movie and I, I love this moment now. I like the stakes it sets up that that movie does not set up at all <laughs> uh, because you have the one you have that one ship that appears and starts shooting at the glass. So now you have another ticking timer, which is saying, okay, 50%, you know, shield window at 50%, window at 40%. So it lends a sense of urgency to him in this spaceship that he's just expertly piloting. And I love how Sherry goes and she makes it like a helicopter or something to make it familiar to him. Mm-hmm. So he would know how to pilot it and dip it around because he's like, I don't know how to fire these alien weapons. And then she's like, no, I'll make it. I'll make it friendly for you. And yeah, she says way. she makes it like American Standard or something like that. He is yeah. a pilot. Yeah, I, no, he's I'm an Air okay Force pilot. That. Oh, yeah, he's CIA, ex-Air Force, probably, pilot, whatever. Yeah, totally get that. I just like the fact that they don't, again, like in most MCU movies, when somebody, you know, a human gets dropped into an alien spacecraft, they can just magically pilot it. Like, oh, sure, this is easy. They they contact, and they make it make sense, which is really great. And there's that moment when he's when he's piloting, and he sees the glass breaking in front of him. He kind of settles down and says, like, okay. I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take out these these ships. And the mm-hmm. idea is that they're taking out the ships that are delivering the vibranium to the different parts of the world. So right. which is neat. And they have to do it before they leave the barrier or else they bone. He's not going to be able to get out and chase them, I guess. And very good scene of escalation of stakes. It's great. Plus, mm-hmm. you have his ship getting blown up, too. And you have all everything happening at once. Yeah, it's great. It's very cool. This is when you have Panther and Killmonger fall into the mine and they have their whole fight where they have the train get turned on and they're just fighting with the trains. And it's, it's I like it, though. But no one suplexes the train, so they're not actually fighting the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never do that, by the way, either when I fight the train. You're playing it wrong. You are playing it wrong. Mm-hmm. We'll <laughs> talk about that someday. That's the only time you'll ever use suplex, but uh, you have to use it for, for the train. <laughs> and this is when I'm, the army is getting pretty much wiped out. The women are all pretty much being defeated by the rhino men. And this is when M'Baku shows up finally and helps them keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got them, the women surrounded with shields on all sides, and they're, they're screwed. And they start and hearing then, the, the chanting. It's during the scene when they show up that you get the worst scene of Rhino Man that makes me hate this character. He tries to run over his wife with a rhino. Well, he goes to run over Mbaku, and then she jumps in front of him, and the rhino just stops in his tracks and licks her cheeks. Like, I know this person. <laughs> right. Still, now that like, makes sense. Now it makes sense. It oh, pisses me off. There. 
It's uh, like, well, and he doesn't even want to stop. He just wants to keep fighting. He's like, can't you yeah. see that you're killing your own people for something that it's just like. Well, the the line I figured you were referring to is like, you would kill me. She says, you would kill me, my love. And she's like, for Wakanda. Yeah, without hesitation. He was about to kill her. Yeah, he was just uh, he's trying to abuse the relationship to save himself. Yep. Now he's deplorable. He's really bad. And for Wakanda. No, Rhino Man, for me. <laughs> Jeez. Yikes. 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 I had to make yikes. that joke. Golden Eye. Yep, thank you. <laughs> for England, James. No. Such a good movie. Good, yep. good. It still holds up, by the way. I watch it every once a year or so when it goes on Netflix. And every oh, time. Yeah? Still, really? So fucking good. <laughs> all right. So when we, hey, Mike, when are we covering all 20, some of those, 30 of them? Uh, that'd be never. I, I told not, you, I'm, not, I'm yeah. good for the four Pierce Brosnan ones, and that's about it. That's, that is a big, big. Never happening. Not I. Never Again, <laughs> nope. James Bond movies just just meld together. They're like all one long eighty five movie toothpaste tube. Like I, I just I don't they none of them they just mush together. So I completely disagree with it with all those remarks, but never. Happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just they, I, I just yeah I don't know. This that's how I that's how my brain works. We could do I'm another gonna... Percy Jackson episode and do Goldeneye in the game side Ooh. by side. Very did Goldeneye game episode ten. Yeah, well I'm not doing that again, but I, I do someday want to cover but we'll get there that's another talk for another time <laughs> so after this part this is when finally they realize that rhino man is an idiot and they all put their weapon down they stop fighting each other because mm-hmm. he submits to it you know and it's just like it just angers me because yes i understand where he's coming from i understand where he wants to free people but at the same time it's like you see it ripping apart your own your king is still alive like just let it go and he just will not let it go oh that's what finally gets him is he like looks out over the battlefield and sees his own people fighting against each other he's like what am i doing he also should have been executed after the scene he should not yeah he should not be in black panther 2 he should be done like get rid of him for starting a revolution like what he did well yeah Yeah. he's gonna he's gonna go but you know they're not gonna show it now because he's gonna go through a trial he's gonna go through the process you know however they mete out justice in that world he's gonna get it so i always reference world war ii with hitler where hitler was in prison for starting a, a revolution they were supposed to kill him but they said no no let him live what's he gonna do and world war ii happens mm. later on like that's just yep. one thing i always think of history i'm gonna yeah. bring up your favorite mcu movie again at least craglin apologized when he started a revolution <laughs> i have nothing to say to you anymore <laughs> <laughs> so this is when you and then throughout the fight with killmonger we don't need to go into it completely but he ends up stabbing him with a spear which is cool. Him. Like as the the oh, suit, as the the uh, the trains go by and the dampeners turn on, the suit kind of like melts away, and he manages to stab in that spear like just as it's healing back up. It's very a, cool. It's, yeah, really neat because again, it's and also gives them opportunities to to discuss. You know, while that train is going by, they can still see each other through the the flat. You know, the speed of the train, and they're basically again kind of reiterating themes. And you know, again, the child is kind of like. In, you know, please stop. We can stop doing this. What are you doing? And yeah, just kind of going back and forth is really effective. Um, instead of a big, you know, battle that takes 85 minutes, it's it's quick and everything happens pretty quick. And uh, as those suits destabilize, yeah, I agree, man. That was a really great final coup de gras to to Mr. Killmonger. Mm-hmm. He still gets to see his sunset, though, which is so and beautiful. What a beautiful moment. He's dead. Because I, I thought I always thought he was dead. And I watched this movie. They don't show him die. No, I think it's implied the spear is like kind of holding everything in place. And T'Challa's like, we could probably still save you. He's like, no, bury me in the, what does he say? Bury me in the sea. Yeah. Like my ancestors who knew they would be better to die than to live in bondage. And then he pulls the spear out. 
which is such a powerful thing to like when you know i mean that it did happen though people there were people who were slaves that you know who were abducted and then they jumped off and killed themselves but mm-hmm. it's just it's so powerful like it yeah. I mean, again i'm a white guy so i can't but still it, it hit me like it it's just so good just from just from a filmmaking standpoint it's extremely effective again tying in the sunset you know it's killmonger is excellent because he has he has the he has a sound motivation but the wrong execution Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what that is. He, it's, he's got the right idea. You know, you know, obviously black people have been um, just just treated horribly for hundreds and hundreds of years. They did nothing about it. Let's do something about it. The Chala is going to do something about it a little later in the right way, in the way that you hope diplomacy would, would win out in the end. But yeah, he still he still had a decent motivate. He still had a good motivation, right? Just went about it the wrong way. Went about it yeah. actually would have been the easy way, which is just take over. Like we said before, violence begets violence begets violence. So yeah, it's good, and I do think he's gone. So I don't think we're gonna be okay. seeing him I, rise I up. I figured again. he was he's... gone too, but with Black Panther after Chadwick Boseman died and Black Panther two, I'm not like I could see them like doing something with him again. Yeah, I think he's credited in the first episode of uh, What If, but yeah, that that's doesn't. not canon. So it's part. It, it is part of the MCU, though. Yeah, I mean, but if it's not, I mean, it's not canon. I think there's gonna be more to it than we're thinking. That could be. It yeah, could be I like would, a multiverse oh. thing that they might reference here and there, or could. I think there's going to be more to it than what I thought at first. Might yeah, if WandaVision's shown us anything, is that these shows have a lot of promise. So I'm excited. Yeah, WandaVision's been over already for months. We have Captain America yeah, well. and Winter Soldier at this point. What are you talking about? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love our time paradoxes. Yep. Also, uh, another time par- we started this a year ago at the around the time of this recording. <laughs> yep, it's pretty wild. Uh, all right, let's finish up, and I'll, I'll go on that at the end of this. Uh, so you have T'Challa back in the throne. You know they, you know they they recognize him as the king again. And there's also I have a question for Bill. So right after the scene, you have Nakia kisses T'Challa. How did you feel, Bill? Were you angry? No, great. It was good. Earned very very well earned. They they took the time to cement that relationship. Yeah, because they took the time to set it up. And they did it in a natural sort of way where there was silence and quiet. No, this is fine. I have no issues with this whatsoever. It seemed very uh, real and honest. Yeah, fine. It wasn't a hot guy, just hot guy. She's like, oh, no, I'm- yes, it wasn't a hot Nordic man going, hey, and she going, hi, and swoosh. No, not, not that. It wasn't that so I love how we bring up that th- that reference all the time in the show. <laughs> Every time there's an MCU kiss. So, Bill, with this MCU smooch, where do you rate that? From yeah, we could have to, to earn. <laughs> we could have evolved that into the one in a uh, civil war where Cap kisses Agent Thirteen. Oh. <laughs> I think we, we talked about that too. I'm sure. We oh, did. quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did. I had a whole thing. Yeah. And we compared it to the Thor kiss. We sure did. That is that is like the litmus test for um, shitty MCU smooches and romances. <laughs> it was That's the first girl bad show. one. That was the bad. That was the one. Ugh. Yikes. We like to bring up things like oh, Hulk was pretty bad too. Remember with the with in the rain. <laughs> he's running after her like you know how it? long that was almost a year ago that we watched that movie <laughs> that was i remember the second episode wow <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> all right so after you have you have nakia's kiss and then it jumps back to oakland and it jumps back to the basketball where they were playing in that same court all the way back in 1992 where his father was killed and i think that scene is that again the scene is so powerful and they look at the building the building's like oh condemned to be destroyed and she's like what are we doing and sure like what are we doing here and you know they're destroying this building and he's like no they're not i bought it I like her I bought that one too when you say you're gonna bring me to california for the first yeah, time yeah. i thought we were gonna go to like disney world <laughs> yeah it's very good gosh <laughs> 
relationship so good. It is. Yeah, it, this is so heartwarming. Go ahead, sorry, Mike. It's just, it's so, I, I really like it. I really, really like this scene. It's wonderful. What do you think, Michael? Oh, yeah, it's real good. Like, it's a nice bookends, too, because this is where we started the movie, and this is where we end the movie. Yeah, talking struct- about, yeah. Talking so. about how they're finally going to put Wakanda's technology to use and do what they can to help other people. It's very yeah. good. It's it's cool. It's 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 again. It's structurally great, right? Like you said, it's a bookend, so that for you know structural purposes, it's wonderful. Um, and it just really, it's it's this is the way it had it should happen, right? Let's 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 bring let's let's uh, fix the world through healing it on a micro level. Well, that's here's an outreach center. Here's we have we're Wakandans. This is what we're about, you know. And then utilize your knowledge and your technology to help bring people together, as opposed to use violence to overthrow in an in a violent way right in something that's not going to stick right people don't like being taken care of or taken over people don't like being told what to do by a maniacal person it's just not how we are so this is the child saying no 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 this is what killmonger could have used his strength and influence for but we're going to do this and we're going to ease our way into society as opposed to just kind of like jumping in with our guns blazing you know we don't need an american revolution Right. American Revolution, they had no ability to do any of that. And they tried and tried and tried, but they couldn't. So it was resort to violence. We just have to. This is what we have to do back in the 1700s. This is not that now. And again, this is why Bioshock Infinite sucks, because it, it posits it posits that that is what they have to do now. And they set up villains where that is all you have to do. And then it says that the people who are revolting are actually bad people. So let's fight the abolitionists. You are fighting abolitionists at the end of that game. What? That's not good. You didn't earn it. And you don't get to and, and you don't get to use racist imagery and then not comment on it. You don't get to do that. It's not it's not shock radio from the from the mid nineties. This isn't Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony shock radio. You don't get Opie to and do Anthony, something. Wow. What did you do, Mike? Yeah. What yeah, did you do? Sorry. He's probably it's it's just uh, you don't get to do that. Don't get to do that. Oh, Sorry. I can't wait till we cover Infinite on the show. Okay, oh, Anthony is a deep cut. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> we'll have a conversation after. Really wow. I'm from New York. I'm from New Jersey, New York, man. That was my life for like 15 <laughs> years. You kidding me? <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I really do. But again, amazing ending to lovely movie, and we get our credits. Boom. Oh no, there's a couple things. You have you have them see the spaceship. And oh yeah, going, that's cool. that yours? Yep, that's mine. <laughs> and then you have with there at the UN, or no, wait, no. Then you have no. The last thing you have before the credits, he says, "Who are you?" And yeah. he just smiles, and that it ends. And I, I that hit me. I had I actually teared up a little when I saw. Oh, I, partly was this the movie? Partly was just the fact that he's that he passed away. And I'm just like, oh, oh man, it was so good. He just he was the Black Panther, and it's so sad that we don't have him anymore. And I I really started to tear up a little bit about this movie because it, it hits me. I mean, yes, as I've said before, I'm a white guy, but still, like I under I understand a little bit and try to you know. And I, I yes, I can't relate you know exactly to what happened to people or what people go through but i i, I know it's not fake I, I know that it's real and i know you know shitty stuff happens to people that don't deserve it and it just hits me so much how what they were how much this movie meant to everybody too and how much he he was you know such a great actor and such a great character and it's just so sad to lose him yeah i agree yep i like this end scene too because it's kind of like parallels the opening scene instead of just flying off and leaving the kid there wondering what the hell just happened it shows T'Challa is going to like actually tell him this is what just went down. This is could have avoided this entire movie, Killmonger's entire motivation. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, just, they would have just took him with them. They wouldn't have left him there. Yep. Right. But they were trying to hide the murder. So. Right. 
they were trying and to hide him with the misdeeds. Yeah. You get the credits and you get the first stinger. I really like this first stinger too, where he's at the United Nations. He opens up about Wakanda and and he he has a line that I, I want to reference here that I wrote down in my notes. Ch- uh, Black Panther says, "The wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers." And this this line hits me more after everything has happened since the last time I watched this. Well, I mean, things mm-hmm. going on here, but it, it really sure. hit me. It's like, I mean, barriers don't do any. I mean, it's it's it makes sense. I mean, it's all about people being scared of somebody, and you build these walls, and it's one time. Okay, walls worked at one time. Great Wall of China. It made sense, but as a society, if we're ever going to succeed, as Star Trek has taught us anything, we have to embrace everyone's differences and embrace who we are as people who are ever going to succeed and be able to meet the Vulcans and be able to be more than what we are. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Uh, it's it's a, it's a very powerful, yeah, it's very powerful. It's probably the most powerful mid credit scene in the MCU. Usually they're used for either, you know, spoiler, not spoilers or stingers or tiny mini teasers for future movies or for just jokes. This movie uses this that this really could have been the end of the movie, right? But I think the director knows people stick around for these things. So mm. let's let's let this movie yeah, marinate this, a bit, right? Let's let's, let's, the, 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 let's just let this marinate a bit. Let this kind of let the experience you've just have sit, and then we'll do this as a mid credits to really reward those who stick around with this very beautiful scene. And I mean, you're right, Mike. I mean, that's kind of what the main theme of this is: is that building bridges as opposed to those barriers. You know, no one likes being locked up into things. No one likes being told what they can and can't do. People need to be inspired to do the right thing or to be challenged to do the right thing. Right. So it's a very beautiful end, man. And I think it's a nice little capstone. And then, of course, we get our end credits. Oh, well, right Michael, before that, yeah, I want to it. say that in that line, he says they open up the trade, and and he, and he's like, "What kind of?" And they're like, "What can what kind of do for what?" I mean, it's like he's like, "I don't mean he just you're a farming agent. What can you do for us?" Mm-hmm. And he just smiles in the movie, and it ends. It's great, so good. And I'm just like, I it just hit me really hard this morning when I finished it. Like it, it really made me appreciate this movie so much. All right, I had to get that out. <laughs> yes, no, it's excellent. No, really, no, you're really spot on. And you get more credits. Yeah. Yep. And then we get, like Bill said, the, the actual stinger that teases something coming up. The Winter Soldier waking up Wakanda, in Wakanda without his his arm still. And that's pretty much it. That would have been kind of a waste to just have that all the way through the credits. But it, it shows that he they were able to help because at the end of Civil War, they put him to sleep because he doesn't want to be awake if they can't do anything about the mind control. Oh, yeah. There was that. So it shows that he's finally able to be okay again until somebody snaps your fingers <laughs> well, yeah well well that's a big it's oh. a big finger snap i mean um so because uh, i lost the thread on this so, so that's right because it was at the end of winter soldier they bring him to wakanda end of civil war civil war rather okay yeah so end of yeah, civil war the, they bring the him to wakanda. scene is him in wakanda with chris Ev- with captain america one of the one of the scenes that's and right he drops him off there and that's when they had that big pullback from the from the lab. You see that mm-hmm. panther kind of this little statue. Yep. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Now I remember. Very good. It would have. It's been. It's been a while since we lost the war. Yeah, it has been. <sighs> I forget this. Can't, yeah, we had a break in between there. Yeah, so it's been a while. <laughs> I always forget how we do these. For audience, we record these. We record these way in advance, and we've been, you know, making jokes about throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. It's just because originally I I thought this was supposed to be a two year project, and it did not. It became something different. <laughs> so. Where well, was the title card in this movie? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I have it written down. It was right after the beginning. The 1992 knows. scene? I think so, yeah. So I know right we got the Marvel scene there, or the Marvel logo. Yeah, no, we got the, um, yeah, title was right after the uh, Marvel logo, I think. Uh, they should have okay. saved it for the end. Like, who are you? And then show the Black Panther logo. That would have been Yeah, good. but I think they, mm. this was too much to that. They needed it to be sooner. Yeah, well. 
it is just it, well i'll save that for shelfer box <laughs> okay that's next though i think any, any last thing to say before we go to shelfer box i don't think so i think we covered it pretty well and then some indeed yeah <laughs> among yeah, other did. things right all right let's go to shelfer box and bill why don't you go first so yeah this is a again like we said the very open this is an extremely important movie but sometimes important doesn't equate to good i think that's an a important distinction to make when talking about these sort of things, right? Just because something is vital doesn't mean it's it works out. And it's really great when it can be both. When it can be both important from a cultural and from a cultural standpoint and from a great just from a filmmaking standpoint. This is an exceptionally made action movie. The director Coogan, or yeah, Ryan Coogler rather, sorry. Uh, Ryan Coogler does a wonderful job of not only creating very human characters to have very natural motivations and connections, but it's extraordinarily well acted. The action scenes are fun and visceral and just the right length, you know, like the Wakanda battle could have been 25 minutes a la Avengers. It's like five, right? Because we're focusing not only on characters, uh, but how characters interact with each other in the, in the, in combat. It looks gorgeous. The tech is incredible. The costuming is spectacular. It's got just the right humor. I mean, this is one of the best in, in the MCU by a good margin. I mean, just off the top of my head, probably easy top five, maybe top three. So, yeah, I had a wonderful time with it, and it was just a well-done movie in nearly every respect. And yeah, so this is going on the shelf. This is an easy, easy shelf for me. Okay. How about you, Mike? Uh, like Bill said, this movie puts story first and foremost, and as we've discussed many times over this series, that's not really what I'm here for. I mean, uh, this is one of the last few origin movies we've gotten. It definitely feels like an origin movie where... It is plot first and action second. Uh, I think I want to put it in the box just because when I'm going to sit down and watch my favorite MCU movies, I don't think this is among them. Okay. It's good mood. It's good movie, but uh, I don't know. There's there's other ones that I think of that I would I would rather just sit down as popcorn movies, not have to learn. (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't make me think. think all right yeah <laughs> if it's not a mystery i don't want to have to think about it it's fair that's fair I mean, it's, don't make again. me feel things <laughs> yeah, exactly this whole feeling thing is just uncomfortable i don't know it gives me a weird chill <sighs> okay i can understand that because it definitely makes you feel things mm-hmm. that's one reason i like it because it makes me think and feel and like so, i said i don't normally tear up at the end of a mcu movie i teared a little at the very end partly mainly because he's dead but i did tear up what about Yondu's death in Guardians 2? I oh, smiled. That was sad. <laughs> <sighs> Man. It's so sad. I, I, had a, I had a tear. I, did. I had a tear. I was just had a tear. I had to watch that fucking movie for this show, and it was my idea. <laughs> I couldn't blame anyone originally me. going with it. Like, oh, what about the end of Guardians 2? I'm like, oh, yeah, someone died in that. Let's bring that up. <sighs> All right. I, I, should, I should say my shelf or box. This is going on the shelf. I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it. I remember liking it, and I watched it on Netflix. I remember liking it, and I watched it this time, and I really, really liked it. Like, it, it hit me. It's just, I... Wasn't paying. T- I was paying attention the whole time. I wasn't bored. I didn't forget the movie. It's such a great film. And it has so much meaning and just and everything that it's done since it's happened and the fact that it just makes this movie even more important to me. And it's just I get so much enjoyment out of it. It's not a movie I'd probably watch again for a bit just because I'm never going to watch an MC movie again for a while from the Infinity Saga when this is done. But that's more of neither here nor there. But it's definitely a movie I would watch at least you know here and there. And I really enjoyed it. Going on the shelf. Glad that we watched it. Okay. Sweet. And I think we should introduce what we're talking about the next time you hear us with an MCU movie. We're we're getting down there, guys. We got five, five left four. to record. Wow. 
Ooh, we are covering four of them are real good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I I can, I think I agree with you. <laughs> I remember not being a big fan of, of Far From Home, but we'll see if that changes. I've never seen it, so I don't know. It's not a bad movie. I will say that it is definitely not a bad movie. It's just you like John Hughes films, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a fondness well, for it. Two John okay. Hughes references in the same episode. We've done it Seriously. Times in the show. <laughs> so we are we are covering Avengers Infinity War next time you you hear us talk about an MCU movie. I'm I'm ready to, to be done with all five. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm still enjoying myself. I don't I know. Enjoy it's it. fun. It's just, I enjoy it. I watch a movie. I talk about it for three hours and I'm done with my life. I have so you have to edit that, it. So that's well, kind of like, no. yeah, there's that. But for me, it's kind of like, cause when I first started this idea, I had a different cast. I was like, okay, how can I fill movie? Cause the movie part was falling apart. And then as time has changed, I'm like, okay, I need to get these out so I can do other stuff with the show. Right. So that, that's a big part of it. It's more of, I just, I have so many ideas that me and Mike have, and Mike's willing to actually record and be, and he's crazy like me. So it works out perfectly. <laughs> and it's just, this thing is just stop holding me back. And I like, I got, and I don't want to do once a month because hell, we're almost done recording all these in February. Yep. And mm-hmm. I haven't even started phase three. Won't start people hearing it till March of 2021. When you get to start hearing all of phase three, which is 11 films. <laughs> it's the bulk of the, the MCU. Mm-hmm. It is. Infinity Saga. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know at some point I do want to do phase four, but it definitely will not be anything like this. If I even go down that road, I don't know yet. We might we'll talk about when we get there, but it's something mm-hmm. I thought. But I yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> they have to start coming out first. Yes. Yeah, we, got one, we got one. We got one division. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not even done yet. I know. <laughs> at the time of this recording. <laughs> no, it's not. I wish it was done because I need to see it and get the end of it. All right. And I think that's all that we need to say about that. We should go to plug. And Bill, do you want to plug your podcast? It should be alive by now. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Like I said last time, if you do a quick Google for a gamer looks at 40, if there's a there's a Twitter account, if there's anything there. Yay. If not, boo. But at least you only waste 10 seconds of your life because let's be honest, we all have 10 <laughs> seconds to do something. If it's there, it's a it's a series of I actually pitched this to a friend of mine and I was kind of explaining what this was going to be. I'm actually I've actually working on an episode as we speak. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. And um, he actually likened it. Um, he's like, oh, it sounds like This American Life just for games. Oh, I guess so. I've never listened to This American Life, but I'll trust you, sir. Um, basically, it's a series of stories about um, everybody's uh, – it's labeled the history of games as told through the stories and recollections of everyday people who lived it. For example, the episode I'm listening – I'm editing right now is a story of myself and my best friend going to see The Wizard in 1989. And it's literally just us recollecting – our experience of seeing the wizard and it's fun for us i don't know it'll be fun for you that's gonna be the trouble with it um i have an interview of somebody who grew up in hawaii and was really into arcades he was a championship level space invaders player he's just telling us stories about space invaders and how arcade culture in the late 70s early 80s so it's those kinds of stories that throughout the series are going to really build out to kind of like a mini history of games through these stories so I was planning for a year-long thing. It might be longer, depending on how long it takes to get out. But um, <laughs> and that could have been the longest plug in the history of plugs. So uh, check it out. <laughs> a gamer looks at forty. Okay, I'm hoping I can add it. It hasn't been. It hasn't. No one's heard that yet because Civil War doesn't come out till March. So you got time still to go live. I know. I was. I was thinking about that in my mind. Like, oh, gosh, I have something out there by March. <laughs> when, did I, when, when did I plug it on games my mom found? <laughs> uh, and. First, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank these two for signing up for this crazy idea I had a year, a year ago. No, I think it was like December of 2019 when the idea hit and <laughs> Disney Plus was coming out. And I'm like, we got to do this. And then it started in 2020, February, we did the first recording. So it's been a year, mm-hmm. about a year since we first did that. Yep. Iron Man. My yep. God. 
Well, since then, you've got me full time. So, yeah. like, I'm... it's also made it harder too. I think for you because it went from being like, yeah, of course, I don't mind. Like now, yeah, it's like... I do two movies a month, maybe, and now I'm doing <laughs> episodes every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to my life. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. At least I don't have to get guests and coordinate that stuff and then edit it like you do too. Hey, editing is perfect for watching Big Bang Theory and editing at the same time. Perfect show for that <laughs> for that kind of crap. All right, well, I want to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go listen to all the other MCU movies that we did, because there are a ton of them at this point that you're hearing this. And there's other movies, and there's games, and there's comics, and there's all... Oh, there's even top tens at this point. At least one I know of. Maybe two I don't know yet, but there's at least one. So, I, hey. I can promise you they're shorter episodes than this one. <laughs> Everything's short than these. This is these are our longest episodes. <laughs> yep. This is shorter than some of them. Next week's gonna be your next time's gonna be like four hours. Uh, oh God, but, yeah, that's gonna be a big one. Both of them will be big, but so that will be exciting. So, so please check out all those. Please, please f- give a listen to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney from his EP "Bite the Bullet." Song of the Cool Kid Squad. You can go find the link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, I have 100 subscribers because I'm not that far away. But if I don't, please, if even if I do, please subscribe anyway on YouTube. I post all the episodes, usually not as soon as I should, but they all do come up by the weekend. They all come up eventually. Hey, there's somebody out there who actually listened to him on YouTube because he commented to me, and he's like, hey, I couldn't find this, your Halo Reach episode on Spotify. So, someone cool. out there. So, hey, right. if you can't find it, we're on YouTube. Hey, we're, we're everywhere at this point. I signed up for everything that I could. So well please, done. Go listen to the show. All right, and I think that's about all I need to say. We will see you guys all next time for Infinity War. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bioshock Infinite sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. Wrong. Goodbye.